Uh, another uh, another episode uh, getting ready to heat up, and I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I've become extremely lazy, and I've stopped finding things for us to come in on. Well, I, I noticed you're not drinking water on the tap. You're waiting for it to rain, and you open your mouth, <laughs> keeping you from death. I think you're right. I'm just tired of it. I don't. I don't feel like looking for things. Over it. Over it. Completely over it. I'm like uh, the Undertaker at so many WrestleManias. Over it. I think I'm turning into a psycho killer. Qu'est-ce yeah. <laughs> que say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of it, man. There's too much work going into the show. Ah! It's episode 153. The Don Blankenship Experience. Rebranding. <laughs> Gotta get that coal out of the ground. Because if the coal doesn't come out of the ground... It'll sprout coal trees. <laughs> coal trees are ugly. You know this is Don Blankenship. I'm wanting to take personality completely out of politics. <laughs> <laughs> the coal is like an infection. It has to be removed. It has to be lanced. The mountains are pimples. <laughs> and we must pop them. <laughs> Here comes my favorite part. Time change. Chord change. No, really. It was a chord change and it came back now. There's lots of chord changes, man. (laughs) Sorry, I'm not a music guy. Yeah, well, you're talking. You're talking to, to the music guy. The music guy. You're, you've got a whole musical base around you. Yeah. Where you come into a town, and you just built the whole town. The music man. Nobody. Nobody. Okay. I think he just uh, came out as a homosexual there, talking about a, a Duncan, music show tunes. Duncan whole town. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> tis I the principal. Let's let's try to muster up some goddamn enthusiasm here today, folks. Yeah. Woo. Woo. Tis I, the Prince of Podcasting, the Bipolar Rock and Roller, the Sultan of Slits, the Godfather of Gash, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. (laughs) As always, I'm joined by my heterosexual life mate, Ban (laughs) of the Hand. (laughs) Sentient Mountain, White Samoan. Former Intercontinental Champion and the first black man to ice skate backwards on the Kanawal River. That's old Chucky Tater Sacks over there. Yeah. But I wasn't. <laughs> I was in blackface. Yeah. So I was disqualified. But it was before it was racist. That's right. Well, that's fine. And then, of course, we're joined by the Macho Man Randy Savage of Regenerative Farming. Yep. John motherfucking Morgan. Snap into a sprig of asparagus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet baby Jesus. What a time to be alive. It is uh, Saturday afternoon. Uh, my, you know, almost six o'clock. I'm going to go ahead and call it Saturday evening. The it's, eve. It is the evening. evening. And we're, uh, for, for another month or two, and then it'll still be afternoon. You'll still feel like afternoon, yeah. yeah. And we're uh, doing a doing a podcast here. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. We uh, do this every week, pretty much. Only missed one week in three years. That's right. And I still put something out. 
I was taking a shit in Pennsylvania. <laughs> and I did a little monologue about hunting uh hunting uh gremlins. Gremlins. Uh, so uh we pretty much never missed a week. No. So suck at other podcasts. Commitment. He's not the th- the three year West Virginia Podcast Association Man, Man of the Year, year yeah, for no right. reason. For nothing. You know, and people keep asking about that. You know, that's not a thing that I just made up to put myself over. It's something that someone else made so, up. Something- <laughs> God damn it, John. It's a real thing. It's a real prize. Look on the wall and see all my plaques, my plethora of awards, my, my PhD, my, my honorary doctorate from Harvard. Uh, Harvard. Anyway. Wait, you, can you do a podcast without a degree? I don't think you can. You gotta yeah, have a, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. A PhD, a podcast host degree. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we're really kicking it with the improv we, today. We Jump are. in on this, Chuck. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and... Uh, <laughs> anyway, we're here to give you all the news and views and uh, opinions. Um, Lots of opinions. So many opinions, bro. The best opinions. What's, what's happened this week that we're that we're supposed to be mad about? Well, uh, Trump is now using his uh, office to attack people that he doesn't like their businesses. Jeff Bezos, he doesn't like him. So he's. You know why he doesn't like him? Because he's richer than he is. Well, not only that, but Jeff Bezos legit. Is it Bezos? Bezos? Let's call the whole thing off. (laughs) 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 He's. He started Rimshot He's the Bezos Nizos Hey God I can't believe I didn't think of that Writing that down um, <laughs> Bezos Well he started Bezos. He started his business from scratch It was a bullshit business selling yeah, books Well yeah And now it's the it's World's fun. largest company Yeah it makes, he's, he's the richest man in the world Probably other than like some sort of Saudi Oil prince or something yeah, he's not. Yeah, I don't think it's in the world. He's rich. He's the richest uh, American. Yeah. Okay. I think is what it is. He's the richest guy without the evil. He's he's probably he's the richest self made guy. That's for sure. Yeah. How evil do you think Amazon is? I mean, it, they How provide we, me things. I've that heard. I like. I've heard that their company is pretty rough on their employees. On their employees, yeah. But I mean, so, I don't. It's think not going to be a cakewalk. I don't think that they're evil at all. I think they have a lot of power. Mm-hmm. And there's impossible to have a lot of power without. There being some abuses, you know, things bad things happening. So you can't, be, you know what I mean. You can't have that much power and not squash. That's people. one of the, that's one of the uh, funniest sound bites I've heard from a from a Trump supporter. Is that this Christian woman said uh, said they were asking her, "Are you a godly woman?" Yes. Well, you think God Trump is godly? Yes. He couldn't have gotten to the top and had all the successful businesses without being a godly man and praying on it. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that bitch talking about? Oh man, I want some of what she's smoking. Put it in a condom and snort it. You hear about the kids are snorting these condoms nowadays. Snorting the condoms. Yeah. The condom snorting challenge. I haven't heard about this. I don't know. It's another thing it's for people to, to complain about, I guess. The Tide Pods. It's, it's yeah. a new how Tide Pods. Yeah. How many times am I going to hear about this? About how much we they're going to use that as a tool to fuck with the kids protesting the guns. Well, last week they're eating Tide Pods and this week they're protesting guns. I actually have seen memes. Uh, Criticizing the gun control people based on the condom sniffing thing. Yes. Which I think there's plenty of reason to criticize them, but not because some random people are. Well, I mean, there's plenty of reason to (laughs) criticize them. I'm not against the Second Amendment. I'm for it. 
But I do believe that uh, I'm also first for the First Amendment. You're able, you you should be able to say what you want and protest accordingly. They say that uh, my Second Amendment protects your First Amendment. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, maybe it does. Maybe I've it noticed that all the people that are like the hardcore NRA people, the entire country, this entire sect of people are people who have dick envy, even the women. Have you noticed this? This whole hyper masculinity thing. They all have, they're all invariably uh, have tattoos and, um, you know, the overdone tattoos. They have big trucks. Tribal tattoos. Yeah, they're, they're, they're all red. They're all the tribe. Oh, absolutely. They're all rednecks and they, you know, and they're part of the group of my my ignorance is is just as good as your intelligence, if not better. You know what I mean? The the kind of the the kind of group that where Donald Trump said something to this effect. He said, uh, "I lo- I love the poorly educated. I got to tell you, <laughs> they're a lot smarter than those Harvard educated people. Yeah, fuck those smart people. Woo! They just they don't like smart people. I don't like smart people either. To be quite honest, bull fucking and shit. I'll tell you, you why. <laughs> why I hate myself. There's an air of superiority about them. <laughs> Um, they come at me with numbers and facts and figures, and I just I go by by, by how I feel. Demonstrable evidence. Yeah, it's so stupid. Like yeah, only faggots do, do that type of talk. They talk good. They use like big big words. Well, it's, it's like today they're saying it's global warming, and <laughs> well, we've got the, we've got the, snow I mean, in fucking April. Fucking snow in fucking April. That's what they always do. Have too. you guys seen that guy? Uh, which is JJ or what it was? JJ's Rib Shack? No, uh, <laughs> J Ray. J Ray? He's a West Virginia guy that he's got a little cult following on does Facebook videos. And he just, I don't, I think is he's he a libertarian act. black guy. No, he's a white guy with wears really thick glasses. And I think it's it's just an act, but he just comes out and he's like, now you all need to come out. You know, he just does the shtick. Where he got really, just, really plays it up. Yeah, but it, but he's also, I think, really, you know, you know, trolling. It, he's trolling himself too, I think, somewhat too. But, Jay Ray, if you check him out on Facebook, he's pretty funny. I'll, try, I'll, I'll maybe we'll discuss him next time because you guys. I always like the boot County Ninja. <laughs> you got your Judy chop, and I'll, you got your Ninja I'll see chop. If I, I can look him up and maybe find a video. I'll play it here. He's he's pretty funny. Jay Ray, you say my least favorite guy on uh, the YouTube's is the uh, that idiot who did the. Uh, he was against Starbucks. So he bought a Starbucks coffee <laughs> yeah. to show them how much oh, he did. Oh, what's his face? Yeah. Uh, the preacher guy? Yeah. I don't like that guy at all. Is this him? Is this one of his videos? No, you'll know him when you see I'll find him real quick. And the red pill philosophy? That fucking cunt. Who's that? He's some douchebag who's he's just a racist. I, I love the alt-right now because they... they That's over. No, it's, it's not really it's over. It's strong. just shifted. It's just shifted gears. Like it's now it's. I don't think. I mean, I, it's I hard to explain. I don't know done. very many people, and I've lived kind of. We're all kind of sheltered here in Big County. I don't think I know anybody who's alt right. I'm not around here. I don't think no, I know anybody. I mean, so it's not that alt right is threat. more of a. It's more of a probably I would think a more populous city thing. It's a bunch of of white guys who feel threatened. By yeah, you know yeah. the way things are going, and you know what we've we've discussed this before. There's not there's not no basis for it. Like I, you can't con- consistently tell a group of people that they're no good and not have some backlash. Well, at and the that, same yeah, time, exactly, saying, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, yeah, race is a social construct. Exactly. The, the KKK is a real thing, but that doesn't mean we need to be addressing. You know what I mean? We need right. to be talking about it all the time because it's like 
you know, it's a very small faction of people. Well, no, I'm talking. I'm about, not comparing the two. I'm well, just, yeah, of course, similar- but I'm saying it's the, the like, you know, as much as I like some of the pundits that come on CNN and, and attack some of these idiots that Trump has talking for him. I know when they veer off course because they they don't have an argument because they just start saying white men, white men, white yeah, men. Yeah, like, yeah. No, that's not an argument anymore. It's piss poor argument. Exactly. It's lazy is what it is. Yeah, it's intellectually dishonest as well. Yeah. Because uh, we need to talk about white men and their privilege. Fuck you. <laughs> I got into it with a guy um, on, on Facebook because a Facebook friend of mine posted a meme that was something. It was a policing the police meme. And it was like the cops like got mm-hmm. somebody pulled over and the guy just gives this long spiel about, oh, you're just using your blah, 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 you know, explaining how you don't have a legal right to stop somebody without any reason to stop them. Right. And it was just, you know, but- it was a libertarian message. And then and then the, the this other guy commented with hashtag white privilege. <laughs> and it had nothing. You don't know if the guy sitting in the truck or the guy that made the meme was black or not. Right. A, a black person can have a libertarian perspective. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I, I said, you're, and I called him out, I said, it's, it's what the irony here is that you're actually guilty of the thing you're signaling about. Yeah. And he got all pissed and accused me of being a racist. And, oh, yeah, yeah. And at the end of it, we just kind of made friends. I was just like, God bless you, you know, or whatever. But it, it, it was a long thing where it's just him just saying, you don't know any black people. And I just say, that's not an argument. And then I'd make, you know, make an argument and ask him a question. He'd just say, you're a racist. And, it, you know, it's just kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, I'm just like, I just, you know, and eventually I just said, you know, the guy the original poster and me and explained how all the things that we do to serve our community that indirectly helps black people. And I said, what do you do other than being a social justice warrior as a part-time thing on Facebook to help, to actually help people? It's like, what are you actually doing to help the black community other than calling you being a white guy, calling another white guy, (laughs) racist, a racist (laughs) on on behalf of a, of of another race of which nobody's even involved. (laughs) Like there's no victim here. Right. You're just signaling. Uh, because there's probably some racist thoughts there for you. You're yeah, comp- and, and I'm just compensating. Like, I was like, there's, I was like, um, I was like, you're assuming that uh, that the person that made this meme and the person, you know, the subject of the meme isn't a black person, just because it fits with your narrative to think that. Well, I mean, I don't know. It, well, here's one. It I was saw, just kind of silly. I saw last week, and I, I think I took a screenshot and I sent it to you, and I think I sent it to you too. Says Wednesday's on. It's a girl I know and I like her very much. She's a very good friend of mine. I've known her for twenty five years, but she posts some some goddamn stupid shit. And I'm not sure if she's serious or not. I think she is. It says Wednesday's unpopular opinion: White people should not be allowed to enjoy sports, black music, or any other form of black culture until they start giving a shit about actual black lives. You are not outraged that they are getting gunned down, executed at their grandmother's house, unarmed and dying at the hands of our police, yet you want to watch them tap dance across football fields and basketball courts for your enjoyment. That's racist. That's a racist. It's very racist. She's being very racist because if white people didn't enjoy all these things that she's talking about, it'd be a lot more poor black people. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and, uh, you know. She also posts things from uh, the Afrocentrist, centric. anarchists but like all their posts have uh communist stuff and well, like if you're well, an anarchist you are the well, opposite of communist well, there, well, there, well, yeah there is there is there is a such a thing as people that call themselves anarcho-communists which is which is like jumbo shrimp yeah that's a fucking <laughs> contradiction in terms yeah. a paradox what's the word uh, oxymoron is what it is yeah oxymoron and then that, of course they'll military they'll, intelligence then they'll say the exact <laughs> they'll, they'll say the exact same there's all this infighting between anarchists there's a Anarcho-capitalists, anarcho-primitivists, anarcho-communists, anarcho-socialists, and all of them 
think that they're the one form of anarchism and then everyone else is stupid and there's all this infighting, which is why anarchism is never going to go anywhere. <laughs> Unless you read a book, don't form an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> well, I read very the, simple. I read the little engine that could. So I've got some things to say about the global market. Well, you can, you can form opinions <laughs> on that engine. That's all you can fucking do. It's like Toby fucking Laren bragging about not reading books you know and then what? forming fucking. When opinions. you look like that, you can say whatever you want. Yeah, and she looks. She looked great you. with a dick in her oh, mouth. But other you're than that, goddamn right she would. God, whoa. She is attractive. Hotter I mean, than a two dollar pistol. I tell yeah, you, she's a little thin though. Yeah, it was a little thin. I mean, yeah. I little, could, little. I, I could take twenty extra pounds on her, all in the tits. Oh yeah. Now let's make it forty. Twenty in the tits, twenty in the ass. There you go. Yeah. Now we're talking. Now we're digging where the taters are. Hey, hey, that's your catchphrase. <laughs> I used it one that time. You never say. <laughs> 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 what did you tell me to on uh, on Twitter? Uh, I called you. Uh, told you to go back. Shamrock to Ireland. snorting. Uh, shamrock snorting. Uh, potato spud fucker. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking hilarious. I think I said potato fucker, but spud fucker. Is a lot I like funny. when I post something and people from the outside would would consider. It, I don't know why he keeps fucking with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's putting that he likes that post because <laughs> I laugh every time. I'm like Dutch is gonna have something to say about this. Yeah, Chuck's uh, real big into calling out uh, Alex Jones on uh, on Twitter. I don't know if you listened last week, but we learned exactly how a confrontation between him and Alex Jones would go. And you know, it was it was pretty neat. He bought He's me a steak. <laughs> he bought you him and Rex both. <laughs> <laughs> I found you, Dutch. Today. Yeah, Dad. <laughs> hey, Dad. How should I get this steak cooked? I don't know, son. I'll, I'll always get it rare. I think I'll get it rare too, Dad. <laughs> Good choice, son. <clears throat> Man. All right, we're gonna hear something from J Ray. Yeah, I guess the Facebook. Pages, the Oxford Outlaw, the Mississippi Patriot. I don't know, but this is Jay Ray. Play. Hey, 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 everybody! This is Jay Ray. I got something to say this morning, and it's probably going to piss some of you people off. But some of you some bitches need to hear this. <laughs> okay, here goes. Uh, being a drug addict is not a disease. It's a damn choice. So quit going around all you addicts and telling people, Oh, God, disease. Oh, God, disease. Oh, God, disease. When you don't. It's a choice. Just like when me and Virgil that time was out there in the woods snuffing pixie sticks and huffing unicorn farts. <laughs> out there taking fucking leprechauns for hours out in the middle of the woods. That was your choice. We didn't have disease. We just chose to huff pixie sticks and huff unicorn farts and go off chasing fucking leprechauns because we thought we was going to get rich. Jesus. There's a lot. There's a lot of good ones. Come some bitches, quit going right here. I got a disease. I got a disease. When you don't. And, and, uh, like, oh, J-Ray, the only reason I stole your lawnmower and your wee ear and your handsaw was because at the time... I had disease. I was doing dope real bad. No, you had sticky fingers, and that makes you a fucking thief, not <laughs> a disease person. But yeah, you get you get the picture. And there's, there's all. Yes, uh, there's, he has got a he's got a quite of a quite a lot of uh, of material too. I'm pretty sure. But that's yeah, I've noticed that's uh, okay. The drug addiction thing and the alcoholism thing you can take too far in either direction. Okay, you can either be 
it's a it's totally a disease. No, it isn't. You you made the choice to drink the alcohol or take the drug. That's true, but it's the reason you take the drug or drink the alcohol. Also, some people are more susceptible to becoming, absolutely to becoming addicted to things. My brother, he, uh, I've probably talked about this before. Whenever he was young, he was overweight. People made fun of him, so he started running. Yes, and he never stopped running. He mm-hmm. he started. Running marathons and shit. Then he got in a car wreck and fucked up uh, almost every bone in his body, so he couldn't run anymore. And they prescribed him just, hey, calm down. They prescribed him all the uh, opiates that he could handle mm-hmm. anytime he wanted them. All right, just unlimited because he was in pain all the time, and it he became addicted to that instead. All right, so it he was going to be addicted to something no matter what. Well, it's like me with alcohol. I I drink alcohol because I was so incredibly depressed. And, and you know you had every right to be. You're a piece of shit. I mean, that's you're true. the worst. <laughs> I can't stand you. I'm glad I keep you around as a friend. <laughs> you're glad I keep you around. <laughs> oh my god, just so much. Anywho, um, <laughs> oh, stop piling on. <laughs> I'm addicted to how bad you suck. John, tell, how how much do you think Chuck sucks? Chuck like, sucks. If you could fill, <laughs> if if a tennis ball was a unit of suck. You could fill the Grand Canyon with how much Chuck sucks. With so many tennis balls. But that's that's like, that was convoluted. That's but, 35 but I, I tennis balls it. at least. So like, I mean, if, if no, here's one. If a tennis ball was a regular unit of suckitude, huh. then the tennis ball that represented my suckitude would be the sun. That's, See? That's, that, that's, that's hyperbole. It would be a right super there. massive black hole. That's a little too much. Yeah, yeah, okay. Grand Canyon, Grand Canyon, maybe. You're not that bad. You're bad. It's not that bad. You can, That'll do. You can fill but, a. Uh, <laughs> you can fill a. You can fill a stadium. I feel like fucking uh, Wade Wilson on Deadpool right now. You are haunting. <laughs> You're gonna die. You know what you should to help everybody else out. That'll do. <laughs> That's plenty. I love that fucking part of that movie. Anyway. Um, <laughs> No, I was depressed just, I mean, for so many reasons. And I turned to alcohol and, and I understand. And believe me, my experience with it was if the ladder go, if the ladder of fuck of it fucking you up goes down to here, I was about here. You know, you're sitting in those meetings, you hear, oh, yeah. wow. I mean, I'm it's just like, holy fucking shit. You know, I, I thought I was bad. And what happened? Well, I lost a couple jobs and, and they're just like, Oh, really? Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, I, I, did you wind up in an insane asylum? No. Do they try to one down you? <laughs> yeah. I know. Oh, a, they always do. I know a couple that um, <clears throat> the dude's like just obviously like full blown alcoholic, always mm-hmm. has been. And his wife, his young, uh, you know, sweethearted wife, had an alcoholic father. And but but her husband, this guy, he easily. I mean, drinks a f- like gets warmed up with a f- fifth Jeez. of Jesus every, Christ, like every day, and and she regulates, she she controls it, and like less than she said, and she she doesn't think that that he has a problem because mm. it, because he doesn't drink because he's not as bad as her dad. Was. Well, I'll tell you what, the reason that guy has a problem is because of her. Well, now the re- he had that problem. He was worse before her, but she but she doesn't understand. That it's a problem because relative to her previous experience with alcoholism, it's not as bad. Therefore, he's fine. I just imagine this guy's liver crawling out of his mouth and be like, I'm out of here, prick. And I mean, fucking take I mean, it I mean he's he's killing himself. He's oh, absolutely. Die. He's going to die. And she's it, just it, like, it kills me. It's what kills me with alcohol and, and weed. 
I'm addicted to weed. Fuck you. So what? So what? I'm addicted. Good. I'm, I'm addicted. That's the best thing you can get addicted yeah, I'm to addicted besides to, kale. Well, I'm addicted to kratom. Also good. I mean, it's yeah. good shit. You know. So this is like there's like three things that are probably running's probably okay. Um, to a point, honestly. Um, yeah, but it's not this massive distance running. Like there's there's a guy who I, and he's in great shape, man. He's a really good dude. I'm tr- I'm not cutting on him, but. Just the excess of running is not good. It, it, well, that's just my opinion. Though, well, it, you know? it, 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 any excessive e- exercise, actually, you have higher free radicals in your body than mm-hmm. you do someone who does moderate exercise or someone that does even more than someone who does no exercise at all. If, well, if, if free radicals, I mean, this is, this is, there, this is, I mean, the study's probably right on this. It, I, I don't, I could dig it up. Oh, I disagree. I mean, I, I agree, but I mean, there's, there, they did three, you know, three controls. You know, one group was people that don't exercise at all, couch mm-hmm. potato. One that moderately exercise, you know, walk, goes for walks in the park and shit. And then somebody who's a, a daily runner, hardcore mm-hmm. addict, and or goes to the gym and or whatever. And there's, there's the some... first group, the first group, the couch potato, that the, the healthiest by far was the middle group, which is the people who moderately exercise. And the, the only the only measurement we're talking about here is free radicals versus. Uh, what about the new radicals? They've yet to do a They've yet to do a study on that. You get what you get. But in terms of free radicals in your body, which are known to do, you know, re- re- you know, related to heart disease and cancer and anything else, the middle group, the moderate exercise people, were by far the healthiest. The second healthiest group was the couch potato. Really? And the, yeah, the the excessive exercisers had higher because free radicals form when you damage muscle tissue mm-hmm. and you're constantly rebuilding if your body's constantly under stress and having right. to fight that to a certain degree of that just with respect to free radicals i'm not talking about cholesterol or you know anything else right. just met based on that one metric hmm. the couch potato was healthier than the runner god that's uh, uh. Speaking of, how uh, can you not love that song? It's a great song. It's so happy. Speaking of exercise, Wednesday, I got up at four o'clock, four fifteen in the morning to go clang, and I didn't know it. Power was on here. I went to Golly Bridge and the power power's was off. Out. Did yeah. you still clang? Oh yeah. <laughs> in the dark, I was. I got there. I was like, man, I already took that pre-workout. There's no going back to bed <laughs> right. now. I'm already, I'm already jacked. Did you up feel hardcore afterwards? Like felt pretty hardcore. <laughs> Gotta be honest. Doing squats by the light of my phone. There you go. Just had the the flashlight on on the phone. Had it turned upside down. Clanging. Doing squats, deadlifts. I felt pretty goddamn that's, hardcore. That's pretty in good. the motherfucking dark. In the dork, son. In the dork. There's a group of guys that goes in the gym, and to not sound culturalist or racist. <laughs> I won't mention which group that is, but I'm surprised a couple of them haven't been killed because I was in there working out today and the guy was using weight that was ridiculously over his threshold and not getting it. Like he'd go for that one rep. You know how you almost get, you don't I think I know who you're talking. Yes. About. He, he always couldn't, didn't get the one rep and then he goes back for another. Like, no, you shouldn't have done one with that. Thank you should have done 10 pounds less, you know, I think Come I on. know who you're talking about. I think they might work at a local lumber mill. <laughs> yeah, really do. Yeah. yeah, nice kid. Yeah, I remember. But it's just I think it's the same kid I've had to pull weight off of before because he couldn't get it. Yeah, and I was leaving, and I felt honestly kind of nervous. I'm like, this kid's gonna he's up. gonna die in here. Yeah, he's gonna die in this. He loads it up. I That's- admire his. I admire his 
stick to itiveness and all well, that shit. I've had but to Jesus do. It, I've had to dump it before. If you load it up, make sure you don't put the clamps on the end of it. You know. Because I was doing. Didn't you dump three fifteen? I dumped that probably made. I got it quite a clatter. I got it uh, three times. I was going for five. Yeah, I got it three times, and then when I got back, got down for the fourth one, I was like, "Oh, this isn't going back up." Right. And uh, luckily, I didn't have clamps on it, and I didn't know there was other people in there, and I just went dump, dump. (laughs) (laughs) And and I I put the bar back up. Like, well, well, guess no better. They look over. They're all they're all staring at me like I just killed a baby in front of them. (laughs) Sorry, ladies. Sometimes a man's got to do what a man does. That's the clanging part, right? Yeah, there. that was the clanging part. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't banging. Yeah, well, the banging when they hit the floor. <laughs> and none of them wanted to bang me after that. I'm telling you that. Look at that weakling. <laughs> We're the strongest guys that go in that. I'm gym. the strongest man in the world. <laughs> <laughs> there are women stronger than both of us. Oh, whatever. You say that, but I don't. I've never seen it. I mean, you guys want to do uh, favorite things? Yeah. Neat. That's what we're doing then. Raindrops on roses. Oh, yeah. Whiskers on kittens. Whiskers on titties. Like copper kettles and warm. It's like those little mittens, little titty hairs that you can only see in a certain light. Sometimes. I'm not talking about like, Tom Selleck. <laughs> the little hairs. Yeah. yeah. Tom, Tom Selleck's titty hairs. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't turn down Tom Selleck. It's been a while for me. <laughs> Fucking Tom Selleck. As long as, 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 long as, as he's wearing those umbro shorts. From, as long as he's uh, the bottom. How could you ever think that Tom Selleck would be a bottom? Compared to me, what the fuck is wrong with you? Compared to me, Tom Selleck's a bottom. No, he isn't. He's (laughs) Magnum fucking P.I. Please. I might let T.C. fuck me in the ass, but I'm not letting Magnum P.I. What's the name of that British dude on it? Higgins. Higgins. Higgins is the fucking bottom bitch. He's he's in the corner jerking (laughs) off. He's going to suck out the load after we're done. Neat. We can keep going on this fucking subject if you want. This is my favorite thing. (laughs) Gay sex with Tom Selleck yes. and TC and Higgins. <laughs> yes, oh, what a four way. <laughs> if we do keep it going, we should keep sounds of uh, songs from Sounds of Music going. Different yeah. ones. <laughs> if I was a rich man, a deedle 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 oi. That's a good way to start off. That is one of my favorite things. Anti-Semitism. No, no. Um, language, language. Because I was thinking about. Hold on a second. That song, that's in Sound of Music, right? Yeah. Eight of have, have you ever watched uh, Man in the High Castle? Mm-hmm. They do a slow yes. version of that to, mm-hmm. as the intro to the show. It's real good. That's an Austrian. Uh, that's a traditional Austrian tune. Man in the High Castle is a pretty cool show. It's on Amazon. It's uh, Philip K. Dick. Philip K. Dick novels or whatever that they made into a show. It's about if the Allied forces had lost the World War II. Oh, yeah. yeah it's really cool. The anyway. chances of that are you know, very low. Well, I mean, it's science fiction or whatever. Uh, but I'm just saying, people, you know, anyway, uh, I was looking into uh, Yiddish words. Oh, schmeckle. <laughs> well, there's that. And there's a, uh, you know, there's like um, Schlemiel. Schlemazel. Schlemazel. Hassan Pfeffer Incorporated. No, the Schlemiel. The, the Schlemiel is the one who, when the Schlemazel spills the soup, he spills on the Schlemiel. You know, I love the fact that there are words. <laughs> It's so specific. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. There are words in other languages that describe, and, you know, like there's a word for, uh, it's called shameful joy, schadenfreude in, in German. Oh, schadenfreude. And it's about when you take joy in somebody else's downfall. And I do that all the time. Like, like how I know. giggle and laugh every time there's a mass shooting. No, that's just evil. It's, it's shameful. <laughs> <laughs> 
Look at him run. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, got him. Oh, God. I just got him on the shoulder. It's oh, merely geez. a flesh wound. We're going to really get in trouble for that one. No, we're not. Nobody listens to this. No, they don't. Um, but, uh, and I was thinking about how language is so amazing because it does that. Like, we take so many words and so many cultures blend their their linguist their linguistics together. Like they're in, in the Italian community in New York especially is tied very much to the Jewish community. So they use a lot of Jewish words. Yeah. Schmuck and Moulinon. No, that's Italian. Oh. <laughs> it's not a good one. No. That is not a nice no, word. It isn't. It isn't. <laughs> Moulinon. Pretty sure that's it's pretty bad. Word. <laughs> is that is that kind of like um uh wonton soup? Moulinon? It's some sort of a soup, I think. Pretty sure it's the N word. It is. Right? Well, yeah. It is. It is the N word. I was just trying to throw Moulinon I was in. just trying to throw a fourth S in this. Mooly. Mooly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that but that's what I'm saying is that you take uh like Italian mobsters will use a lot of Jewish words because they are engaged in a lot of business spend with Spend a lot of time around Italian mobsters. Well, I mean in any kind of in any kind of, uh, you know, media creation of it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, that's what they're doing. That's who but that's based their, on reality. They always had a, they always had them a nice Jewish boy on, on staff to, to have their, to look after Well, like money. on the fucking The Sopranos, they had a hash. Yeah. And uh, they use a lot of, like I say, a lot of Yiddish words. They, you know, schmuck and, you know, shtickle and all that stuff. They use, they, they use those. And that's a normal, perfectly normal and good thing to do. That's why it drives people crazy. I'm not speaking Spanish in this country. You already fucking are. It's going to happen. I mean, people get pissed off about English not being spoken anymore. It's like, get on board with it. I don't know. As, as, as pissed off, be pissed off about the fucking tide coming in. Cause that's as much. That's about as effective as being pissed off at something is. Languages do not, by the end of the Roman Empire, they are not speaking Latin anymore. They're speaking Italian. Remember, so, it was, when was it they were trying to get a global language, Esperanto? I, I guess. I don't I, It was like in the 70s or 80s, I think. That it's actually a, not a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, well, the reason why we have so many languages is because Tower of Babel and uh, God... God, that is the dumbest. Sprinkled, of sprinkled all the, language of all the stupid <laughs> fucking ideas in the Bible, that's one of the worst. What's 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 one of the best? One of the best? Yeah. If you, you if, have to give me a minute. I, if if, I like a, if a woman gets raped, uh, she's worth two donkeys, and the, the guy that raped her has to marry. Oh, we're talking all Old Testament <laughs> shit. I think it went all of the, all of the, all every single species of God's creation uh, made it onto a, onto a wooden boat. Yeah. Not, yeah, not unlike the Titanic, built by a two hundred year old man. No yes, less. and that the, somehow it might have been the, even older. Somehow know. the whole yeah. earth was covered in uh, water, water because water. Of, because of rain, and that then that boat. Were, were they talking about global warming back then? And then that that <laughs> that that resulted in uh, you know everything being repopulated to what it currently. But is. that's what that's what kills me too is that you still have people like. People whose job it is to dig shit up and find shit looking for Noah's Ark. Why the fuck would you look for that? It's not real. I would like to tell those people before they go on a thing. That's not real. Well, there may it have never happened. Th- there may have been a man who built a large boat and put and did the best he animals could. on it. And there may <laughs> and there may have been a flood, and that he may have saved certain living things from that region with that boat. There's no doubt there was something but like it, that. But absolutely, but it was well, yeah. not. But that doesn't. That that does, wasn't the whole planet that flooded, right? That's what I'm saying. Is that they? So there may be an ark, a Noah's ark. 
that was actually built. I don't have any proof. But of that. I think they're looking for it not in the spirit of something that's maybe a Hebrew guy it's from, keep the, from the religion. Going. They're kayfabing everybody. <laughs> yeah, we got to keep it going, man. They're living the game. Like they have this fucking that that creation museum, which is run by an Australian, which really bothers me. It bothers the shit out of me, man. That, didn't it? It's like I only thought Americans. Well, James, were that this dumb. is great. I only thought Americans were that dumb. You know, ah, just white people are that dumb. Oh wait, well all people are that dumb. Why would I say white people? Why would white people be that dumb when we have conquered every other group of people on the planet? Well, we, we were the first to get opposable thumbs, duh. No, I'm just saying that that's that argument that I had with somebody on Facebook, and I'm and and I don't. I, I'm just taking these devil's advocate opinion because what was said was so dumb. She said, "How could all these people be conquered by white people, the weakest race on the planet?" I was like, "How the fuck do you figure that?" That's somebody that's never we seen Brock Lesnar. We've fucking conquered. We and not. Well, I'm not even talking about we. I mean, I come from Celtic stock. We didn't conquer anyone. We got conquered by that other group of white people. You guys freaked so, out when you couldn't grow potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> actually, actually, the Irish is one of the only groups that have never technically been conquered, right? No, that's not true at all. Cromwell defeated the Irish in the in the field, oh. and okay. well, now, maybe it was the Scottish that said never successful. No, the Scot no, the Scots had been conquered. They they threw off their conquerors, but. right? They've never been invaded and. You know, totally conquered. They 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 came back. The, I, don't know. I don't think the the one group that probably hasn't been totally conquered is the Germans. The Germans have never they've been defeated, but they've never been conquered. Like, you know, we've discussed this before. They talk about how they're the master race and meant to meant to rule the planet. They wouldn't believe it so much if there wasn't a fucking case. You know, it's yeah, like I bet, uh, the, I bet the Inuits have never been conquered. Well, what what is somebody going to conquer them for? Blubber. Still never been conquered, though. Still never been conquered. That's true. Oh, I love this song. I love this version, too. Oh, is this Edelweiss? Yeah. I love it. Is that, is that Bing? No, I think... I think that's uh, Christopher Plummer. I think, I think you're right. Who had a great voice. Have you ever watched The Sound of Music? Probably. It's a good fucking movie. It's fabulous. Another really good one, uh, Gone with the Wind. Never watched it. Fabulous. Wanted to read the book, too. Fabulous. Because I, after what, I watched reading... the colorized version on TBS when I was Ah, there. that would kill me. It came on right before WCW Saturday Night. Why not watch it in color? It's great. It's a great movie. Well, I'm sure that... Have you seen the colorized pictures they've done of with the new technologies of like Civil War pictures? Yeah. Holy shit! They're fucking awesome! Like, it really brings it home about... What these people actually looked like, and you know, they've got one with Robert E. Lee sitting with two of his generals, and he just it really brings it in. Like, man, this guy was—he's just sitting there, and whether you like him or you don't, I mean, one of the greatest generals in history. Learn to love it because he's the best thing going today. <laughs> I would have loved it if he was like Ric Flair. <laughs> if he was cutting promos and turning heel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, no, I was saying uh, that. Back to the thing about language and stuff like that. Languages conquer people more than other people conquer people because people use those words because they're like, wow, that's a great word. And then next thing you know, you have all these words incorporated into your language, which makes it a new language. Which is happening now. Right. American English is not British English. It's not. They put use where the use shouldn't be. I, I read a thing one where one linguist was saying that American English is actually more like traditional British English than than modern British English is because, especially with respect to spelling, because 
British English continued to evolve, and they started changing spells and stuff to differentiate themselves from American English. And in a lot of ways, American English stayed the same in ways that while the British was English was evolving, changing more quickly. Well, you know, the British like, like words like with the where they do the fancy spelling and, you know, color mm-hmm. with a U. Yeah. Color with a U, yeah. Uh, well, and other things, I forget the specific ones, R-E instead of E-R and things like that, that that was something that that we've, we've been spelling it correctly all along and or whatever. We've been spelling it the way that they used to spell it when they were us. All right. And that they changed. Well, so it makes me. It makes you wonder how how long it took for having a British accent to become how they are in the South. You know what I mean? Like, well, there's a an island on Virginia, off, off the coast of, of Virginia. Yeah. I think I played it for you one time. Where they 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 speak. It sounds really weird to us now, but they linguists say that that's what a real British accent sounds like. Mm-hmm. And all the posh British accents that you hear now are affectations that just caught on, and then the bastardizations going towards the lower class. That yeah, but that's that's normal as well. I mean, that's, yeah, it's the southern like, accent is is probably closer to what an actual they, British accent I've was. I've heard the same argument made about certain pockets of uh, Appalachian dialect being more traditional, actually having changed less. Mm-hmm. Um, based in the 16 or 1700s, as right. compared to the rest of the country, but but the uh, the Appalachians are such a conglomeration of people. It's it's hard to n- nail down. Well, so was so was the whole country in the 1700s. Just saying that it's a Tangier. There are certain there are certain things about that old style of English that are that are that that the Appalachian dialect has more in common with that. Than, That's fair. Than the than average Mid Atlantic right. speaking American or the average Brit. You can hear some of the most unusual varieties in remote mountain areas or on islands along the East Coast. Uh, the speech heard in some of these places may sound very old-fashioned to outsiders. I can him on your Saturday night. Right. They drove us by They're speaking English. I had to get out high Coral and, uh, and casting out the old This is in Virginia. She was behind the counter. She said, it's a lie, Jack. I said, who's that, mom? <laughs> <laughs> the first permanent settlement, white settlement on the island, was in uh, 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 1686. There have been people living here ever since. And there are only about all of us that were born here on this island. We can that say that our parents were it born It sounds Appalachian here. to me. It does. And our grandparents. Our great grandparents. They say this is probably the closest example of an actual British accent. What amazes me is that I can be most anywhere. I can be in the mall in Salisbury, Maryland, for example, and I can hear Tan German talking in the crowd, and I can immediately tell me they're they're from home. You know? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's it's a lot like a Philly and Pittsburgh combined. It is a little bit. With but you know, I prefer to think of England. It's almost speaking, melodic, you know. Yeah, but I prefer to think of England with their one of them speaking the current. Yeah, I mean, it, to me, it's part of the charm. Me too. <clears throat> you know, they sound like a bunch of fairy boys. It depends on where you're at. Yeah. You ever heard somebody from the north of England talk? There's not a tougher accent. Probably, on the, probably talk a little bit like this. They do, they, and they're fucking, and they're also a very rough people. He's like the guy that. that's in all those Guy Ritchie movies with the box head. Uh, uh, Vinnie Jones. Yeah, him. Yeah, he, he probably talks like that. Well, no, he's from London. But these, like, I had, two, I had two. I had two. No, London, London up the road here, <laughs> where the locks are. <laughs> <laughs> Mom goes to college. Um, no, the uh, there was. I had two friends from the north of England. That's good for you. 
Said a couple May I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? Can, Can I finish? finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? No, and they were rough customers. Like one of them, one of the guys was really big, and he was. Uh, <laughs> I'll never forget it. He got into an argument with the guy, and the guy was jawing at him like this, and I'm sitting there talking to him in the bar, and he looked at me and like, "Chuck, watch this!" Wham! He just fucking headbutted the guy, and knocked him out. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck? You can't do that!" <laughs> knocked the guy, splayed his nose all what over his fucking face. What are you Is a is a French guy did it to? Uh, well, you can't really blame because him they don't. The, the Brits and the frogs don't get along. So, and he had called him a frog, and they had started to argue and get and. Uh, it wasn't Gareth. Lee was his name. Lee just was tired of hearing it, so he just fucking headbutted him. And I was like, holy fuck. I was, say, that is a very British move. It, Yeah. Just I mean, open up with a headbutt? Yeah. Jesus Christ. And he, they talked about, they were from Birmingham, I think. And they talked about how, you know, I, I described West Virginia to them. And they said, that's like home, you know. West Virginia is very similar to the north of England and to parts of Ireland as well, especially northern Ireland. So... Well, that's that's kind of my thing is I don't uh, I definitely don't see people from the British Isles as any more sophisticated or, or less sophisticated than us linguistically or culturally or, or really in any way. There's just as much neckiness, redneckiness up you know over there. Oh, there's redneck. And there's everywhere. just as much ignorance. Yeah. Because like, I'm, I'm in like some uh, <clears throat> farmers and, and butcher groups on Facebook and stuff like that. And those dudes, those working class uh, Brits and stuff that. People that are butchers that work in mm-hmm. meat shops, and they—they're some raunchy, rednecky motherfuckers. Oh yeah, and they mean, can't he, spell. Oh yeah, they're idiots. They just use different they're, words. They're so ignorant. They're so culturally narrow-minded. You know, which is fine. They're just people. Because I—I know those people. You're just like the guy down there. <laughs> yeah, the you're just like the guy at Gomar. Yeah, right? you're, you're. Well, it, it's like we were making that argument. Uh, you know, take for example, like Game of Thrones, where they, where we talk about how. Uh, <laughs> You know, they wanted more people of color. And I was just like, Ned Stark's a racist. You fucking know that, right? I mean, th- I mean, that's coming from that area. There's, there are people from their pockets of they have got a culture. They believe their culture is proper and correct. And your culture is incorrect. And they're going to fucking tell you that. I mean, and that's everywhere. You go to Africa. There's African rednecks in the bush of Africa who believe what they believe is the right way, proper way to be. I mean. It's it's normal to be that. To be an asshole, narrow-minded prick is as normal as anything in, in being a human being in anywhere. So when, yeah, when everyone, it gets, everyone is culturally biased. Absolutely. And and when people when people pull that bullshit, you know, I can't white people this, white people that, fuck you. We're all the fucking same. If you want it to be like that, if you if you actually want everything to be equal and right and the same like you say you do, you need to start embracing some uncomfortable truths about the fucking thing. And treat everybody equally. Absolutely. Nobody gets an upper hand or a lower hand or anything. Uh, you get the same starting point. Well, actually, nobody gets the same starting point either. You I didn't. I didn't get the same starting point. Well, either. Well, this Donald one, Trump Jr. Another another favorite. <laughs> I'll give you a good Jalam quote. Is uh, this I didn't come up with it, but there has never been a human affair in which all individuals and groups were treated equally in in, in all of history. There has never been a human affair no. where, where everybody or each group was represented equally, and nobody is equal to anybody else. The same man is not even equal to himself on different days. Right, that's true. Everybody is biologically different. Some people have advantages over others. They always have. They always will. And there's no way to equalize it. You you, you were talking before the uh, show. You tried to go work out today, and you just didn't have it. Yeah, just not there. Some days you're just not... 
And then some days you feel like some days you could rip fucking. Well, yeah, it's like I feel like I fucking crash here from Krypton or something. Like Jesus Christ, and and you did. Yeah, I did. We're not going to change the form of government or the laws of gravity in such a way that is going to make me equal to either of you guys at the bench press. It's just not, you know. I think I'm you just, can take Chuck. I'm just not. <laughs> I am not equal to you guys at the bench press. I never will be. But and you can, can apply that same logic to every other human attribute. Nobody is equal to anybody. Yeah. And you yeah, can't bench. The, and you can't bench press the same today as maybe you can tomorrow or no. whatever. It's, it's different. It's, we're always changing. It's too complicated to try to make everybody equal. But uh, I just think it's government's. Not government's role, but a society's role to try to level that playing field as much as possible within reason. You know what I mean? Like not expecting uh, equal results or equal outcome or results. Just give them equal equal, tr- equal treatment, chance, equal know? treatment, but not equal. Oh, there, here's another quote. This is a Hayek, Frederick Hayek quote, which is: um, "There's all the difference in the world between treating people equally and making people equal." Well, it's like, okay, yeah, here's, here's you the can thing. never make everybody. But here's the thing, and we can relate this back to the gym, and this is going to sound silly to begin with. Okay, you are a better bench presser. That's the truth. I'm, I don't know why, but yeah, I think I am. You're, he, he just is than me, but my back is way stronger. Like, pretty fucking strong. And my shoulders are stronger. Yeah. I mean, that's, but that's just the way it is. You know, we, we do similar things trying to reach that result. You have a better result bench pressing. I have a better result pulling and pressing stuff over my head. That's just the way it is. I mean, we're just built differently. We're equal in squat pretty, pretty much. And, well, deadlifting is neck and neck. Neck and neck. Yeah. Who's got the, who's got the bigger cum load? That depends on whenever you. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. After I work out, you get all that testosterone. Oh Jesus Christ! It's a fountain. Well, I'm just saying, yeah. I could I could hit the fucking TV. I mean, you. you I'm just saying, you, you average, Yeah, but what about volume? <laughs> There's velocity and volume. Velocity times volume. We need to measure that. <laughs> and then average it out over the course of say a year when you're you know peaking at right around 28 or so. God, that'd be the weirdest competition. Oh God. I would I, like to have a board. I just have a jug filled with all my loads. <laughs> We see these jugs <laughs> filling, but that would be unfair. <laughs> nah. we, can nah. only, we can only unload once a day. <laughs> yeah, it's, you can't save up. You got to do it once a day. I, you know, I heard that you can't save that. It just that it just goes back into your body. You know, it, that's why I, I, prove, I proved that wrong many times over. Wasn't well, that the the <laughs> philosophy behind women weaken legs? You want to keep all that. Uh, all of that inside you uh, before a competition of some sort. like That's fights. actually been disproven. Oh, it has been. Yeah. yeah. They've actually proven that having sex before an athletic contest improves your performance because you're more relaxed. That's what Rhonda said. She said she liked to have sex before a, big fight. Before a fight. Yeah. I think everybody's different. I, I feel like I perform better if I'm, if I've got a little bit of that extra a energy. Relaxed, yeah. A little less relaxed. If I'm, if I'm, if I have not expunged myself before I do something physical, I have more testosterone. I've got more, little bit of an energy edge right. for me. There's some fighters that you watch, and like some of them just look so bored being there, but whenever the it's time to fucking fight. When the shit goes down. And they still look as relaxed as possible while they're beating the life out of another human being, but there's also some that look nervous as fuck. They look like they're scared, mm-hmm. and whenever it's time to go, they still look nervous as fucking scared, but they still beat the fuck out of them. Well, I, I, would, I would think <laughs> like that GSP always seems like he's scared to death. Oh, he's he's nervous purvis. Yeah. Totally. Well, but, that, but that's because he's always he's on the edge. His fingernails are digging. Well, that's his strength is he yeah. uses his anxiety 
to train. Right, and, to, and he wants to get it over with as soon as possible. Or, right. No, no, he went for a stretch there where, where he was grounding everybody and just eking, not eking out, winning decisions handily, but not uh, dominating and finishing fights. Right. Right, well, that could bring us to the McGregor conversation. Oh, boy. Him being loosey-goosey. I mean, he walks out there and he, he does that thing in, with his shoulders. He does the Vince McMahon million Oh, struck. God, I and fucking hate that shit. <laughs> he's, when he's Vince just, does it, when Connor hits on just, <laughs> Of course, you like it when Connor does it. Almost every fight, except for the, the second Nate Diaz fight, he looked like there's just no way... There's, he no looked question, ner- he looked, there's no question that I'm not going to win in the second. Oh, I've seen. He was nervous when he fought Mayweather. That was apparent. Yeah, because he yeah. was in a completely different world. And he did well. He won many rounds. Yeah. He did great. He did. He and the stoppage, and I disagree with the stoppage. I think it was a little bit early, but he wasn't going to win that fight. Well, no, but I would also like to see, you know, again, there's that. I want to see, you know, if turnabout's fair play. Come over. Fucking McGregor and, would murder and, him. Oh, God. It would be so Anybody ugly. that has ever trained in mixed martial arts for any amount of time would, would murder, murder him. <laughs> I, that's the thing. And, I, and I, I, I hate having that conversation with people who just assume, again, on, on the virtue of his race and everything that McGregor, that, uh, that Mayweather. uh, Mayweather's a better fighter. Like, no, he isn't. He's a better boxer. He's a he's better a, boxer. He's science. He's, so? He's, he's better at, at, um, Punch-based pillow fighting. He's better at one quarter of what it takes in MMA. <laughs> Less than yeah, one quarter rare. because because of the gloves. Yeah. And I don't, it's not even a real fight. That's what I'm saying, too. But also, I don't think you give him any amount of training in, in MMA, and no, he would be as good as Connor. Not at this age. No, he's 40. I'm, I'm talking about starting starting them at the same. I don't think it would well, be. Well, uh, starting at the same. You know, and I mean, we don't know. The don't dude's an extremely superior athlete. Very smart. Very, yeah, he, he is. is very smart, even though he doesn't sound like. I mean, it, but that, he is that's very but smart. That, that's yeah. the thing. There's a lot of guys that were college wrestlers, never fought real fights their whole life, trained in MMA for a year and and win in the UFC. Yeah, that, that's could, fair. Like, like that, Daniel Cormier, Francis Ngannou. That yep. dude, he was homeless. He worked in a sand mine in Ghana, I think some some weird sub-Saharan African country. And then he he's he moves to France. He gets out of the sand mine. He's homeless. He's walking around. He sees the gym. He's big and jacked naturally because apparently that's the type of guy he is. Mm. And he goes to a gym. And he says he wants to box. And then they're like, "Have you heard about mixed martial arts?" He's like, "I don't. What's that?" And like here and they and show two, him two years show later, him the video. And two years later, he's fighting for the title. Okay. Or D- Daniel Cormier didn't know shit about real martial. He was just a world class wrestler. World class. Never wrestler. threw a real punch. Never learned how to really fight. And now he's one of the best fighters alive. But yeah. he did do a slow come up. He didn't have a MMA fight till he was. But probably the point 30. is, but I'm saying he was. A, you you can teach an old dog new tricks. But in the case of Mayweather being 40, yeah, no. Cormier is a. He he. I think I think he's going to fight Stipe for the heavyweight championship. That's what I heard. Whew. I love Stipe, big white dude from Cleveland. Nobody likes being the champ more than him. But I don't know, Cormier. Cormier is a bad motherfucker. Yeah, he's tricky. It's gonna be hard to keep that one on the on the feet because with Ngannou, Stipe put him on the ground and Big Brother him and beat the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. But he's not gonna be able to do that to Cormier. He's bigger than Cormier. He's a better striker. He is a better striker by far. Him. If he can just keep Cormier from taking him down. But anyway, Connor, <laughs> um, what what set him off that made him made him go eight? The, the the best that I can tell from what I've read. And that's this is going to change probably over the next couple of weeks as more information comes out. Was that uh, that Khabib Nurmagomedov and his crew did some kind of- Bub, go lay down. 
Go All right, Khabib Nurmagomedov. Okay, so, so Khabib, Khabib Nurmagomedov, I believe, would did some, and his crew did some threatening mobster shit towards Artem Labov, who is Connor's training partner and one of his best friends. Okay. And and I guess Connor Hurt was in Ireland, heard about this shit, and took one of his private planes and thirty of his Irish buddies and made a special flight across the Imagine pond. Imagine that crew. I know, dude. They're all the fucking. To the press conference. Bowler hats. Specifically to. <laughs> Looks like the Peaky Blinders. Yeah. <laughs> specifically to address and try to out-mob um, Khabib Nurmagomedov. Now, Khabib Nurmagomedov is a, from a country called Dagestan, the former Soviet Union. He probably, probably has, run he has by guys. the mafia. He's a Muslim guy. Well, he said, he said, he's like, you go ahead. This, I grew up doing this. You want to fight? You just I wrestle bear for training. He's just like, yeah, he's like, you want to fight? That's fine. I, I grew up doing God. this. This is normal for me. And here's the kicker. Um, before we get to what happened with Connor, um, the guy that was supposed to fight Khabib had to pull out, and then Tony. The, the, Tony Ferguson had to pull out because some something weird happened to his knee. The guy that took his place, Max Holloway, who's the one forty five pound champion, he took the fight. And yesterday they didn't like the way he was cutting weight, so the doctors told him he's out. Then they get Anthony Pettis, and they they're trying to negotiate Anthony Pettis, but they couldn't come to a deal. And now some guy named Al Iaquinta, who I've seen fight many times, he's a very good fighter, going to be overmatching this one. Now he's going to fight at 155. And Connor's there, and I'm thinking, hey, and you know what? Connor could fight. You know what the funny thing is? Connor, at, at during when he was taken into custody by the police, weighed in at 155. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he's on weight. It's almost through this. It's almost like he was trying to, I don't know, to, you know, because he doesn't walk around at 155. He walks right. around at 170. He doesn't have any fights probably. coming up. Why was he at one fifty five? No, it's kind of weird. <laughs> and some people, some people have this three D chess thing, like, oh, Connor, maybe he's doing this to so that when he does fight Khabib in uh, Russia, it's going to be a, a, the next biggest fight of all time, and yeah. it's, it's a three it's a D chess money play, which, what? which could be true. But I don't think I actually don't think that's the case. I think he just literally got pissed off, and and his ego is hurt because he's being stripped of. Yeah, his, as soon as the fight belt, t- starts tonight. He's being stripped of the 155-pound champion. Which is his last belt. Yeah, he has no more belt. Well, he gets – you know, they keep their belts. Well, each, but, each time they win right. a title fight, they get a brand-new belt. So Connor, Connor has two now, I guess, because he's never – he defends Artem but Lobov, he, but he won't defend his title. He doesn't have the title, right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway, Connor threw a, a dolly at, at a bus. Smashing the smashed window. Smashed hurt a couple people. And this bus was not just, it wasn't just Khabib Nurmagomedov's bus. It had like all the, all fighters. the fighters in it. He was, just, he was just indiscriminately the, attacking everybody on the car. I think everybody from the blue corner rides on one bus and everybody from the red corner. And he was like, they were tearing banisters off it's the It's like the heel and, and baby face locker room <laughs> back yeah. in the day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were like tearing those like, div- those like divider, those fencing gates. He th- tried to throw one of those into it. That's fucking fantastic. They, tore, they tur- tore banisters off the stairs and were like trying to javelin. Javelin them into the bus. He's got like three or four charges. He's got assault, three misdemeanors and a felony charge. Somebody sent me a picture. It said Conor McGregor. A picture of Conor McGregor right before he got arrested. And it's just some guy in that fucking <laughs> ridiculous leprechaun uniform. There's a comedian named Theo Vaughn that did a pretty good video about this whole thing. And uh, I'm going to play it for you right now. It's pretty funny. Uh, Conor McGregor's. Uh, what's up, guys? Everybody's upset about Conor McGregor's uh, throwing that hand truck at that bus. And suddenly he's arrested and it's a crime and it's a big deal. But the truth is, shit like this been happening around Greyhound and these buses forever. And nobody cares. 
Everything happening at Greyhound. Violence. Um, people selling grams, copping grams. Wi-Fi down. Uh, adults <laughs> drinking Similac. Uh, people hiding in the bathrooms and cutting each other. Uh, missing people showing up. Everything's been happening, and it's never been an issue. So if you're going to ride a bus, recognize that bus shit is going to happen. Okay? All of a sudden, you upset a hand truck hits the window, bitch. It is Greyhound. What do y'all expect? Free Connor. <laughs> Adults drinking Similac. Have you ever ridden on a fucking bus? <laughs> no. There've been there've been missing it's people. Return. Missing people showing up. Show <laughs> sure, yeah. yeah. I rode one from uh You ride a bus, bus shit going to happen. <laughs> I rode one from uh Sandusky, Ohio down to here. Sandusky. Holy fucking shit, well, that was the worst. I it can't was imagine. The worst. In the middle of winter. Oh Jesus. So it was a lot of undesirables on the bus or just oh, a shitty yeah. bus. I mean, it was just an experience though. I mean, I, I like experiences. But it was like not there was that particular. No, experience. I mean I wouldn't do it again. Not a fan. Not a fan. Uh, I, I wouldn't do it. What again. about a train? Would you like to do a train? Definitely. I love trains. We could go to Montgomery and hop on a train and go coast to coast. We're going to, when we go get Annie. We're going to ride, take a train to Chicago. Right and get on. her. Chi Town, the Bay Area, and back down. That's right. Callie is with it. Put your Mac down. Show me love. Ill Town. I think that's <laughs> Ill Town is uh, Chicago. I think. Yeah, that's my favorite thing of the week was Theo Vaughn saying, going to ride a bus, bus shit going to happen. There's another favorite thing. There's good. a couple other favorite things. Do you have one? I, I never have anything favorite. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's I was watching uh, old. John's a curmudgeon. <laughs> <laughs> that cheerful, lovable curmudgeon. A cheerful curmudgeon. <laughs> yeah, he's not, he's not bad to be around. <laughs> he's an optimistic he curmudgeon. He lightly complains about stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm a. I'm a. Like a, a benevolent pessimist. <laughs> yeah, it's fine if you I like that. I want uh, things to work out. They're probably not going to. But, yeah. you know. It's like a cold bucket of water. Yeah. <laughs> Lukewarm. Lukewarm. Yeah, it's not cold. <laughs> no. Cold is a little too much of a Pepper. shock. Well, no, it's, co it's yeah. cold, but I'll bring you a towel afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's that's a good explanation. <laughs> that's not bad. Yeah. Um, now, I was watching old episodes of uh, Star Trek, The Next Generation. And, um, it, and it brought me to mind... That show did what I like intellectual property to do. At one point, it was, it was about the the ship and all that shit. But by the end, it was about characters. And one of my favorite episodes, is because I found it so humorous, one of the episodes is uh, Patrick Stewart, Picard, and a couple other people were riding back on this shuttle, and it got hit by this wave or whatever the fuck. They, they always do the same shit. What? But then the... Uh, it turned them into kids, like oh, aged them really? back. Yeah. So the kid they got to play, Patrick Stewart, was fucking spot on. Like he did the thing where he'd straighten his uniform. And then, but the funniest thing about it was, is that they were, they got the ship got taken over by some group. And the only way he could get out of the, where they put the kids like in this, in this uh, room where they were like in prison, basically, he's just like, they were like, have you figured out how you're going to get out of here? He's like, yeah, but I'm not going to like it. And he comes up to this guy. I want to see my father. I want to see my father now. And he's freaking out. And he's I want to eat the egg. I want to eat And he's just so upset about it because he doesn't like children. And he doesn't like when they throw fits especially. But he has to throw a fit to get what he wants. And I thought that was so fucking funny. And, um, and that goes back to, you know, they had an episode where uh, they had a season-ending cliffhanger where uh, – 
Picard had got taken by the Borg. And he got assimilated and, you know, got all the shit on him and fucked him up. Well, then they they freed him. And uh, they, after this, they go back to Earth for, like, just, you know, R&R and just to get everybody. Rock and roll? <laughs> well, yeah. But, uh, Going back and listening to Chuck Berry? <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> that video was pissing on people. Um, Can't kiss you. Your face smells like piss. <laughs> Are you going to look that up now? No. Um, but anyway. Maybe. Uh, he he went back to his his house in France. And his, and his brother runs a vineyard. And it's their old ancestral place. It's been there for hundreds of years. And he's just dealing with it about what happened to him. Because a bunch of people got killed. Like a few thousand people got killed in this thing. Like, a bunch of ships got blown up. You know, and they used him to find the weaknesses of all, all this shit. And they used, you know, and... He just he couldn't stand it, and he was thinking about quitting. He was thinking about just turning in his command and saying, I'm, "I'm retired. I can't do this anymore." And his brother saw it, and his brother bullied the shit out of him when they were kids, because his brother was jealous of him. Because Picard was like one of these kids. He he was exceptional at everything. He was a great athlete. He was you know just good at everything. And his Big brother Dick <laughs> probably probably had a hammer on him. Yeah, yeah, Patrick Stewart looks like he's probably got a looks hammer like on him. he's got a real uh, fleshy <laughs> green pipe. <laughs> Hey, that's a callback. Yeah. Um, but the best part of the episode was um, his brother was trying to break him out of it, trying to get him to admit that he was upset about the whole thing. And, he, and he's just like, he's like, maybe I like bullying you sometimes. And they get into a fist fight in the middle of the fucking, in the middle of the vineyard, like rolling around the mud, beating the shit out of each other. And then, he breaks down and he starts crying. And he said, he's like, I couldn't stop him. He's like, I wasn't good enough. I wasn't strong enough. And this is one of the best moments I've ever seen on any TV show. And it goes to show there was no science fiction shit at all. Just in that episode. On that, on that, no, well, on a couple of episodes. Those are the best episodes when they don't, when they were just take, one of them is called Data's Day, where it just, he, it shows everything from his point of view and he doesn't understand things. And, he like gets into all this stuff because he just doesn't understand how people humans react to each other. Yeah. You know, that's a good episode. But that episode, especially, it's called Home, is one of the best episodes I've ever seen of any TV show ever. And you know, even better than the different strokes whenever Dudley and uh, Arnold uh, by Gordon Jump <laughs> got molested at the bike shop. <laughs> even better than that. Yes. Even better. Hey, than kid, the- screaming to my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Even better than the Saved by the Bell episode where they rescue that duck from the oil spill and the duck's name is or the goose's name is Becky. Yeah. Is that Saves, real? And Zach saves her from the oil Have you spill? ever seen the thing Funnier Die Zach Morris is trash about what a piece of shit Zach Morris is? <laughs> no. It's the funniest fucking thing ever. He's they very, go into why all the reasons why he's a piece of shit. Very and, problematic. Yeah. Did you, did Zach you, Morris is trash. Did you see the one on Karate Kid? Where they explain oh, where they, why Daniel is actually the villain I, and Johnny is actually yeah, the villain. Didn't Pat Oswalt do that? We played it on here before. Yeah, I think it was on yeah. the show one time. It was the ballad of uh the ballad of Johnny whatever. Yeah, Johnny Roos no, Johnny uh What, what was that kid's name show? on that? Johnny anyway. Johnny Cobra Kai. Yeah. Well they're doing a uh, a sequel series to it on eight on not it's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But it's like on the YouTube that you had to pay for, so I'll never see it. YouTube TV, yeah, fuck that. But uh, it looks it looks funny. Oh, another thing we could talk about uh, is the Facebook scandal. 
Yeah, what's uh, I don't really know a whole lot about it. Like they uh, have all of our data. Well, no, it, it, to, I think it's just a bunch of people just bitching about the same shit that's always been happening, and just it, the media just blowing it up. But basically, what happens is you know Facebook. The reason why we have this free free social media platform, the reason it's free to everybody, is so they can take our data and sell. It to they, people they, so they have data, advertise. yeah, mm. and that they sell our data to people, and that's how they that's mostly how they make money. Um, but what happened was they they took some data, some data got scraped and sold it to a company called Cambridge Analytica. Yeah, I've heard yeah. About it, yeah. And Cambridge Analytica was supposed to use that data within certain parameters and then destroy it. That was the contract. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They kept it, and then they <gasps> sold it to some other parties, which then used it to aid the Trump campaign in advertising to certain people. Right. And now everyone's freak. Everyone's freaking out about it because because Facebook might have helped Trump get elected. And the funny thing to me about the irony of that is, is that in 2008, Facebook openly worked for Obama. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But anyway, so, and this is what they do. This is how they make money. No security with anything that large is ever going to be perfect unless you pay a lot of money for it. Right. Nobody's paying any money for it. Um, and so everyone's freaking out about it. And I'm just like, Google has more data on you. Amazon yeah. has more data on you. This is the price you pay for all these free quote unquote free services. Yeah. So you're putting yourself out there and you clicked yes and you agreed. Nobody um, reads those terms. And now they want no. now they want big daddy government to come in and regulate the fuck out of Facebook. Uh, who the government who already has who's unaccountable <laughs> and already has all of your data in every shape or form whatsoever. They have a, no- a monopoly on violence. They already have the the entire mm. monopoly on all of your data and you're upset because one private company who's held accountable to its shareholders, its customers and the entire, you know, <laughs> But but you're mad at the you know you're mad at them you're mad at them for doing a fraction of what the government has always done, and you want to give that same government the power to regulate. And, it, and it's right. a service that we use that if it costs fifty cents a month, we wouldn't use it. Right, we would go somewhere else. We'd go to Twitter, well, which probably what, does the same thing. That's what old Mark Zuckerberg said. He's like, look, um, if we want to if we want to create a social media platform that is egalitarian, that allows everybody in the world to potentially connect with everyone else in the world socially. If we make if we make that service a subscription based service, you're all of a sudden you're cutting out the bottom fifty percent oh, yeah. of people, and so so it's like the only way that we're able to do this is through selling adver- selling data to advertisers. Oh, it's just like you you know, I clicked on one thing on Amazon. Now every ad that pops up is something that I would like. Well, I was like, well, there you go. Well, you Intel, the, I get it. I, yeah. Like we talk about things, like we'll talk about a comic book movie or something, mm-hmm. then. On my Facebook feed, my Twitter feed, or when I go to Google, there's there's an advertisement right. for something it, similar. It's deeper than that. The the actual fucking processors, like the Intel processors and stuff, are have are, have Amazon owned components in them. So Amazon can actually access data even if you're not buying anything on Amazon. That's how powerful they are. And I'm not I'm not I'm not putting down Amazon. I'm just saying I think this it's is an how amazing service. Th- I love it. I mean, all these. Service, I have the dot. All of these services, the all of these services—Facebook, Netflix, Amazon, Google—are amazing services, and they're not perfect. And there's going to be data breaches, and you can, you know, people are going to bitch, whining and bitching about it, and the stock went way down. And I'm just, I'm nervous about what happens when because I know they're keeping track of all the shitty things I've said to Trump and Hannity well, you, and all. You got a file on you, know, son. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, they are, but they don't care. Well, I mean, I've never threatened anyone with violence. I don't. I don't want to. You only do that on here. Nobody listens to this. Well, no. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't. I can't say I don't wish harm on someone, but I wouldn't harm them. You know what I mean? Like I, that's not in me to hurt someone. Well, Chuck, you're you're not you're not on the high on the list of their concerns. I understand, <laughs> but I'm saying that you know it, he would be a good Patsy to make an example out of, though. <laughs> Probably. 
Like, just a guy. Gonna, yeah. yeah. They could set up, uh, say you uh, went jihadi and uh, set you up. That would be a, easy to, to gather enough easy, evidence. Easy you know? to do. Yeah. I mean, I even, I even, I even, I even was a practice. <laughs> no, I actually was trying to be a practicing Muslim when I was a kid. Really? Yeah. It's dumb. <laughs> I was a searcher. I didn't know the fuck I Did was. Did you wear a bow tie? No, no, no. more no, of a. No. Well, what's the no, I nation of Islam? <laughs> that's just bullshit. Assalamu alaikum, brother. That's the fucking worst religion that there is. God, that's bullshit. We're all gods. No, you're fucking not. We was Kangs. Have you guys, did you guys? Read? They don't, they don't. Okay. <laughs> no, another talking point. Uh, another news talking point for me. So did you guys, with all the shootings and everything going on, did you hear about the most recent shooting? Yes. The I, YouTube shooting. I just yes. want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very happy that women are now getting involved in these shootings. Vegan Hash- women. Hashtag feminism. Ve- hashtag girl power. <laughs> hashtag ha- girl hash- with three R's. Girl power. She's a vegan. Without the I. She's yeah. an Iranian American. She's not Muslim, but it's another weird offshoot. No, she's... she's. I, th- I thought I read... I have you seen her long. videos? Yeah, they're hilarious. Whoa. She's, she's a vegan. Her father warned the police Muslim, that she's crazy. Muslim God. woman. Who shot up YouTube and killed one because she was incompetent? Only killed one person. They de- demonetized her. They videos. knew the, the police. She had to run in with the police earlier that day. Her father warned them. They didn't do shit. Um, and she was literally mad. She uses YouTube to make money. Monetized YouTube makes makes vegan propaganda videos mm-hmm. and has all these followers. She's kind of was pretty famous, making money off it. And she got mad because they were filtering her videos or. Showing less of them, she was making less well, money. They, they changed the term to terms of service on how you're able to monetize your videos on YouTube. You have to have over a thousand subscribers and five thousand hours of watch time. For whatever reason, her she felt like her she was targeted. She she felt like yeah, she was not getting as many viewers as she wanted on the platform that she was choosing to use freely. Go yeah. to Vimeo, bitch. And she got <laughs> she got mad. At the, she felt that she was entitled to to them to them publishing her work, which she's not entitled to them because they're a private company. Got mad at them, started training. We went to shooting range, went with a handgun, not an AR-15, wasn't an AR-15, with a handgun and attacked YouTube and just started indiscriminately shooting at YouTube employees. You yeah. see how they tried to spin it at right at the beginning? No, they didn't spin any. Domestic dispute. First they said she was white, then they stopped saying that because she wasn't white. <laughs> and they couldn't, you know, there's a lot of things that they couldn't use. And as soon as they realized that it didn't fit their narrative... Blackout. I've also heard that they put up put filters on her videos to make her look white. On the whenever they were replaying them on TV, wouldn't surprise me. Honestly, I, that wouldn't surprise no, me. No, it wouldn't surprise me out of anybody. I mean, they change her name to Andrea or something. Yeah, people. <laughs> yeah, people with a vested interest on both sides. Like now, you have uh, the thing that's amusing me most right now is Jimmy Kimmel versus Sean Hannity. That's they're, been they're, well, the, you know, that's I, was, I saw it. And it's very funny going back and forth. <laughs> but Sean uh, Jimmy Kimmel for being such a uh, such as social justice warriors making a lot of homophobic jokes towards Sean Hannity. And, and, you know, I don't have a problem with I it. I think it's great because, you know, but who's pissing that off? It's Sean off, Hannity. It's pissing it's off gay people, too. He, well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I, and I get it. I, I think it's bullshit, but um, I, I just, I despise Sean Hannity. Anything that's going to make him uncomfortable, I'm for. Oh, I'm for, you know, I'm for so, all yeah. of it. I, I, want, I want them to, to have a feud till the end of time. I want them to, have a wrestling match at WrestleMania. Maybe that's what it's setting up. I, I I would just so dearly love to punch Sean Hannity right in his forehead. Just like leave Sean Hannity alone. He's never done anything to you. 
He's never, you're just, you're just his, mad because of his hair. His very well, that's true, but his very existence gets me. <laughs> that fucking beautiful salt and God, hair. it's a quaff. But yeah, it's a lot quite of, a quaff. A lot of a uh, lot of uh, gay people are having problems with uh, Kimmel's jokes. Well, he's a comedian. <laughs> I was like, he's a com- yeah, yeah. But he, whenever you choose to go down the the social justice warrior path that he he's choosing, to yeah, you kind of burn those bridges. You, you kind of, I mean, yeah, you, you it's one or the other. You man. can't go back. I mean, I know you've changed since the Man Show and everybody that that was. Doing that was willing participants and all that stuff, but you're still making homophobic jokes and you're claiming not to be homophobic. Yeah. So are jokes jokes or are we being serious? You know? Well, I just, I can't stand that. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, I just watch these people on Fox News and, and, and the Trump pundits and all this stuff. They're just, they're, they're in the race to get more despicable. They are, they've got a, you know, if it was a hundred yard dash, they've got a ninety yard fucking head head start. They're awful, awful fucking human beings. Who's this? The the people on the 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 hard right. I mean, they're they're just they're worse. They're worse. They really are worse. I and think I think they're both equally as bad. I don't think they're equally as bad. I think the people on the left are bad, but I think well, the, pe- the people on the left want to take away freedom of speech and. The right to defend ourselves. And I, I I get all that. I understand. The people just, on the right are a little bit overly zealous about freedom of speech and overly zealous about defending ourselves. Though. Well, no, they're not overzealous about freedom of speech. They don't want you to be able to speak out against Donald Trump. They don't like that. I mean, they don't like you saying. They don't like you. They don't like protest. They they. That's one of the things. All these protesters. I mean, you know how many fucking idiots I have to hear on the street talk about protesters because that was a talking point of some moron on Fox News. How many? Two, but it's <laughs> how many people are even on the street here? Hey, I know, right? There's nobody. It's like I'm walking down cobblestone in Montgomery. <laughs> Just empty storefronts. <laughs> yeah. God, it's so depressing. Montgomery's a Bruce Springsteen song come to life. Oh God, are you shitting me? It's my hometown. Yeah. Speaking of songs, okay. and favorite things. Yeah. Um, that uh, duet with uh, can can we hear some of that? Iggy Pop and Kate Pearson, Candy. It's terrible. It is not. I'm not a fan. You didn't get any. You listened to 30 seconds of it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Skip ahead a little bit. Candy. Iggy Pop. Hey, Iggy Pop's not wearing a shirt. What a super eyes. (laughs) Super eyes. Is Iggy Pop a lefty or is he just. Did they just reverse the video? I don't know. It's one of those 90s videos, so it's... Like the overly saturated yes, colors. Yes. I, I like that. I love the song, too. It looks like it's... But, I, but I, I have to be honest, I like Kate Pearson's part better. Look at her. She's fucking hot, man. Yeah. Kate Pearson was hot as shit. Set of cans. Quite a set of cans. Really, real big set of milky slap-arounds. <laughs> you know we're not supposed to objectify women, but fuck that. It's literally all she is to me. She's just a girl, a woman that sings and looks pretty. I don't know this you bitch. Say so you don't like this? This is fine. I think it's pretty great. I like Iggy Pop not because he's so Iggy Pop, but one of my favorite things is he was on The Adventures of Pete and Pete as a recurring character. Yeah. Played Nona Mecklenburg's dad. That's the girl with the broken arm. Yeah. Perpetual broken yeah. arm. Where's this, when does the lady start singing? Hers is next. They had to go to this. There she goes. God, Kate. <laughs> I'm glad you got out. 
I don't like talky songs. You know what I mean? I don't like. There's something, just something about this song. I need Fred Schneider if I'm going to candy. <laughs> Your thoughts? I need to jump up behind the bar. <laughs> I'm, I'm lost. I, I don't know who any of these people are. You don't know who Iggy you know Pop is? is? I, I know who he is. That's about it. You don't know Kate Pierce, the B-52s? Okay, I know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember now. She's yeah. Her and Belinda Carlisle similar. They words. really do. Good call. I'm the music man. I like how their voices weave around each other with that. There's something I only remember this song today for some reason. Like I was just like, you know, I'm honestly most of the time I have to listen to a song about three times before I can even say if I like it or not. Almost without exception. Oh, that's that's true. There are a couple songs that grab me. That uh, Kendrick Lamar All the Stars song at the end of the Black Panther movie. I, I know remember. you didn't like it. I fucking loved it. I don't remember. I probably thought it was fine. I mean, it, I mean, you. I mean, it's a hip hop song. Pretty much all my favorite albums. I, I remember the first time listening to them, and be just like, "Hey, eh. there's a good talking point." What's your favorite albums? Give me five. Uh, right now, I haven't really. Of course, Human Clay by Creed. I have. Well, yeah, <laughs> my own prison by Creed. That's just <laughs> the next, Creed's catalog. The, two, two through six. <laughs> uh, did they have that many? I think they had a, quite a few. There. Oh, fuck, they're one man. of those bands that put out one a year for about five or six years. And it was the same album over and over. Yeah. I would probably say, uh, in no specific order, um, A Night to Remember by Cindy Lauper, um, OK Computer by Radiohead, Kid A by Radiohead, Funeral by Arcade Fire. Funeral by Arcade Fire. And then maybe, hmm, got one left. I gotta say, I'm shocked by the Cindy Lauper. Um, Are you serious with that? Yes. Okay. It was my first tape I owned when I was five years old. I okay. To Nostalgia. Yeah. No, it's actually great. Okay. Well, I like her. It stands I like up. Cindy Lauper. It stands Cindy up. Lauper. Yeah. Um, and then next would probably be. I only have one left. That's a rough, that's a rough call. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Um, maybe 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 Siamese Dream. That's a good one. Or, or Melancholy, so, uh, Smashing Pumpkins in there, and then you know maybe maybe Neon Bible by Arcade Fire too. Um, maybe maybe a Beatles or a Bob Dylan album in there somewhere. Mm. Maybe, no no Leonard Cohen. Uh, I can't remember the name of the album. One one of the first Leonard the, and Leonard Cohen's first album is up there too. Mm. And then there's you know a whole bunch of other ones that could I could easily swap out for any of those. God, I want to I want to try. Um, White album, Sergeant Pepper. <laughs> I'm to just gonna say, oh, just very pussy. <laughs> <laughs> First two are both Beatles albums. <laughs> Let's just say Abbey Road. Let's just say everything from the Beatles from 1966 on. Okay. Even though uh, 65, just that. So those are your top 10? Pretty much. <laughs> but uh, uh, No Code and uh, Yield by Pearl Jam. Um, OK Computer, uh, Radiohead, that's definitely. Pablo Honey. That's a, no. It had, it had a couple good ones. Had two, three good songs. Um, God damn it. 
Uh, what's the uh, what's the uh, Pro- you would probably pick a Bruce song, probably Nebraska. Ne- yes, Nebraska. Nebraska is one yeah. of them because that that probably had a, as big of influence on me. Maybe that Pete Yorn album, Music for the Morning After, is definitely one of them. The Chris Cornell album, solo album is that is that top ten or is that top? That's 10? not that's not even top, top twenty. It's probably top fifty. I oh, really liked love, it. Yeah. I really liked it. I listened to it a lot when it came I out. I think I think maybe maybe long ago we did this list when we were high or something. Yeah. That might have been on your list <laughs> at that time, and I think it stuck in my brain. That's like that album. Uh, the Pete Your Music for Morning After had a profound impact on me. But it doesn't hold up to the top five. I think it God damn, there's just so much. <laughs> Nebraska had a big one on me because that Nebraska, because it's just Bruce Harmonica guitar. Hmm. For the whole thing, pretty much, and it made me realize, oh, you can do that. Yeah, we. Well, yeah. And then I, I never listened to a whole lot of Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan did that shit. Everybody did that shit back in the fifties and sixties. Mm-hmm. Um, what is one really Nirvana? No, not really. I like Nirvana a lot, but um, there's another Bruce one, Born to Run. Yeah. Oh, the Who. Who's next? That one mm. has a pretty big impact. On the Who. I really care for them. Um, fucking from, great. I, I mean, they're not mouth. bad. I just don't like them. I mean, that's. I'd have to say mine are uh, Weezer Blue. Oh yeah. God damn. You know. Um, <laughs> how do you not put that on there? That's just one of the best albums ever. Um, it, it very well is. Garage Days re revisited Metallica. I, I love that. I, I love it. It's just an EP, but you know. Um. Look through mine. Tool, uh, Anima, Anima. It's fucking good. A great album. Rage Against the Machine, uh, self-titled. Uh, Burning Monk. You um, know, Bon Iver for MF Forever Go had a pretty good impact on me too. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Pretty. Big. Sarah McLaughlin surfacing. That's a good one. It's fucking great. Bright Eyes on Wide Awake and It's Morning had a pretty big impact on Yeah. The, the, around also, 2005. It's also very good. It's so hard to pick. The like, album that you and I made together, it starts and ends just like <laughs> I'm Wide Awake and It's Morning, except for I don't tell a stupid convoluted story at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I was on a, going to a birthday party. <laughs> Van Morrison like Moon Dance. It's, that is it's a your great birthday por- party. <laughs> Happy birthday. Hey, darling. Let's listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> that. I had that. I think I still have it on vinyl. It's one of the only oh, vinyls uh, I kept. No doubt, Tragic Kingdom. No, 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 no. That's pretty good. I wore that so one the fuck movie. out. <laughs> this, is was, a, uh, this is one of my favorite albums of all time, and it starts like this. Find a, me and her fiance sailing high above the the largest ocean on planet Earth, and she was seated next to this man. Such who, a drag to listen to who you talk. Know, she had tried to start conversations, and the only. Really, the only thing she heard him say was Ryan Adams' Heartbreaker had a pretty big impact. Bloody on Mary, and I've, I've never sat through Ryan Adams', Ryan Adams album. Really arduous magazine. You would probably hate it. I don't like him very much. I don't. I, I don't think he sucks. I just pronounce the. Do you still love it? A fucking great song, man. It's one of those one ones I wore the fuck out. This is just so. And then, uh, it's very pretentious. Yes, it is. There was a mechanical failure, and one of the. The engines gave out, and they started just falling, falling. thirty thousand feet. The feet. pilots on. I hate the way he says feet on right? the microphone, and he's he's saying, "I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry, oh my god, I'm I'm sorry, I'm apologizing." And 
And she looks at the man and she and she says, she says, she says, where are we going? And uh, he looks at her and he says, we're going to a party. It's a birthday party. It's your birthday party. Happy birthday, darling. We love you very, 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 very much. And then uh, he starts humming this little tune and. I don't care, and, uh, can't it kind of goes like this. It's kind of one, two, one, two, three, four. See, this is great. I like it. This. this is great. Yeah. And it sounds like there's just like one mic in the room. I mean, obviously, it does. There's, there's more than that. It sounds like a bluegrass. Yeah. It sounds like a song that would be on the Juno soundtrack. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. The Juno, the Moldy Peaches was pretty much a Juno. Yeah. All the original music was from them. Except the Cat Power uh, Sea of Love at the end. Cat Power, and then they had uh, all the young dudes by Mott the Hoople. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, but this album had a giant impact on my... I don't even so know how I heard about it. songs that have an impact. I mean, because there are albums I, I listen to that I, I don't like anymore. Like, I loved almost every Metallica album, but I don't like them anymore. I can't listen to them. You still love them, but you don't like them? That type of thing? Well, I love what my youth was when they were out. You know, but and there's a couple songs I like, like uh, Master of Puppets is a masterpiece. Like it, there is no other name for that album. Like I agree, I, I think the Black Album. I mean, don't it, like it. it. It's been overplayed, but if you took a ten, took a took a, a decade or two hiatus from it, like I did, and listened to it again, it's like holy shit. Nothing else matters. Like oh my god, that's a good song. I'll, I'll nothing bump else matters one. by Metallica. That's that's what we're going through right now because nothing else matters but getting Jesse out of prison. And <laughs> <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Fucking uh, wild, wonderful whites. No, it's or, uh, Paradise Lost, the childhood murder. Oh right, right, right. Hills. God, <sighs> those two were kind nice of interesting. They were the soundtrack of. Oh yeah, movie absolutely. Metallica was. I listened to Orion the other day. Orion, yeah, Metallica song has that. Fucking I thought you were think, talking about the guy, Orion, who was uh, Elvis. He looked, everybody thought he was Elvis. I've heard of that guy, yeah. There's a documentary about him on Netflix. He's, a, he's actually better than Elvis. <laughs> yeah, he was just as good as Elvis, yeah. but they just put a mask on him because he looked and sounded so much like him. Right. There's some pretty sweet uh, Megadeth tunes that hold up for me, too. There were, okay. Not not whole albums, but. Uh, well, dude, rest in peace. You guys keep going. I got well, they're, they're going to go pee out of a big old Great day. albums, but not uh, Master Puppets level. Great. See, me. that's the thing that kills me is that Metall- Megadeth would put out at that point in the game. Megadeth was better than Metallica when Rust in Peace came out because Rust in Peace is a contemporary of uh, is almost a contemporary of uh, Injustice for All, and Rust in Peace is a better album than Injustice for All, in my opinion. I don't, you know, I don't. I mean, I don't have that strong feelings uh, really about either band. I can appreciate both, mm-hmm. but. Um, I don't know. There's something. There's something about Metallica that's a little more timeless to me. It's a little more tasteful. Um, and I'm not dissing Megadeth at all. I still I'm a Megadeth fan. Well, it's just that lone album. Like Rust in Peace had so many good songs. It had uh, Hangar 18. It had uh, Lucretia, which is one of the best well, no thrash doubt, tunes. No ever. doubt that there are. That's what I'm saying. There are yeah. great songs, but mm-hmm. to me, great songs on an album don't make a great album. A great album to me is you listen to it from. You listen to the whole thing in the dark with with a candle, nothing but a candlelight and a glass of wine or whatever your thing is, and experience the whole thing, and you base it based on that entire 45 minutes or whatever the hell it is. 
that's the album experience. I don't, okay. One or two I would songs, do that. I would do that with one that. or two songs don't make an album. I would do that. Five with, songs don't make an album. I know, but I would do that without album. Okay, fair enough. I mean, yeah. not but not with every any other Megadeth album. Like right. there was, they had a, a bunch of good songs on, on on quite a few albums. They had Peace Sells. You had the Peace Sells song. It's one of the greatest, Actually, one of the most like, iconic bass lines ever. Do, 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 well, there do, was do, yeah, do, do, there was a lot of great songs. Euthanasia wasn't a great album, but there were some great songs on it. Right, and my brain being where it was at the time that I listened to it, mm-hmm. they will always be great songs to me. Right, because I was thirteen years old, and it, it, but you're right, Metallica did put out more complete albums. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, more, I mean that is, that is that is that is absolutely unde- not yeah, debatable. That, that, I mean, that's that was my only point. That was my only point. But their most perfect album is arguably deserves to be in the pantheon of just great music, and that's Master of Puppets. I mean, that is a musical masterpiece by any measure, because you had mm-hmm. so many great songs. Like uh, it was a goddamn opera. Yes, it was. I mean, and then you. Ha- I mean, have you heard Orion? Uh, Ryan, the Metallica song. Yes, is it one of them instrumentals that you may? Yes, maybe and it's fucking to? amazing. It's like it's, it's Cliff Burton just killing it. You know, well, the whole band is. That's true, but man, he was such a, a step out talent as opposed to you know Kirk Hammett was in at that point, of course. Mm-hmm. But it was you know, and he's great. I mean, fuck if you if Joe Satriani taught you, I mean, uh, yeah, if Joe Satriani taught you and he was his guitar teacher, mm-hmm. then you're a great guitarist. Period. So, what if you were a shitty learner? Then you didn't become famous. <laughs> you became yeah, well, Steve Vai. Oh, I'm kidding. Steve Vai is great. See, the, the funny thing about Joe Satriani's teaching is, yes, he created some of the greatest guitar players, but what you don't often hear is that the absolute worst guitar players who ever lived were also students of Joe Satriani. Like who? I'm just making a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is interesting. I'm just making a really weird esoteric joke. <laughs> Because he so disheartened them from from the. Internet. I love that album cover too. Yeah, their it's, album it's, covers, metal album covers from back in the eighties, were fucking so metal. One of my favorite album covers is by one of my favorite painters. I showed you he, he did the cover of a couple of Ted Williams uh, novels, The Green Angel Tower, and had the one with the humans on one side and the Sithy on the other. That great, awesome. He did one for Sepultura, Chaos AD, and it's fucking amazing. Yeah, you know, Phil Hartman did album covers. Did he? Yeah, he was like a graphic artist back in the 70s. I had no idea. 80s. I think he might have done a Metallica one, but I'm not sure. Oh, and there's this really awesome um, sort of cover of this song by DJ Shadow where he remixes this song and does like some fucking, I don't know what the term is, trip hop, you know, drum beats yeah. over it. But it's just the bass line to this and it's like, boo da boo 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 That would you be know, cool. It is fucking hot. Did you ever hear the Gray album? Mm-mm. It is the White album. I think... Uh, Who's that? He's in. Uh, he's in that sort of band with the guy from the Shins, something Mouse. But uh, he he mixed the White Album by Dead the Beatles. Mouse. No, it's not Dead Mouse. Um, but he mixed the White Album by the Beatles with the Black Album by Jay Z. That sounds great, and it was really cool. I would play it, but uh, if we play Jay Z on here, apparently those episodes get taken down. That sucks, dude. <laughs> Now, all right, this part of the song is great. It's just regular rope by rope. Dun, 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 that dun, might dun. be true of Metallica too, actually. <laughs> no, we played that, that might be true. We played it before. We haven't had any trouble with that. Oh, fucking Lars Holger is such a cunt about that. But there's this part of it. Then go when it, when it slows down and Cliff Burton is just start playing that bass line. That's just music. That's not that has no classification. Well, back know. then, like. Um, it wasn't considered 
show offy just to have a fucking instrumental on your album for a metal band? Like, well, that's the thing. Metallica originally they were they, a jazz they got, quartet. <laughs> They were, we're not going to have a full scale jazz exploration. They were more like they were really more like a, a classical music band. They really were posing as metalheads, and that's what killed me about the blackout. And they totally abandoned that that whole formula. That it wasn't a formula even. Just who, who the band was. Well, they started making relatable pop songs. Bob Rock. There's nothing wrong with a good pop song. No, there isn't. I still jam out. But the going from ball. from this to that. Yeah, well, I get it. Well, just, step just, down. Just think, step no, down. No, they just made a step from from Master of Puppets towards Weezer the Blue album. Split the difference. And you got the black <laughs> album. God damn it. That's I hate that that logic holds See, up. Weezer, <laughs> Weezer went backwards. They did the Blue album, which is this mainstream, poppy, still good. Oh, yeah. It's still, there's nothing not to like about the goddamn Blue album. Mm-hmm. And then they said, hey, let's make a weird album in Pinkerton. Mm-hmm. And, P- and I love Pinkerton. I think it's amazing. Yeah. It doesn't have as many earworms in it as uh, the Blue Album. Oh, did. no. God, no. The P- Pinkerton, to me, is a great, a great incomplete album. It's not complete. Whenever they show a picture of Cliff Burton, like, and the birth and death, you know, like a, like a slow motion picture of him, that's the song they play right there. That part of that song. Taking the baseline for a walk. Oh goddamn, that is good. It just, and it keeps going, getting better than that. It just keeps, yeah. And then it fades back into the original it's melody. It's like fucking Pachelbel Cannon and D, but you know what I mean. It's, it's on that level to me. Because they start, they they build to a harmony, and they're all playing together. Like the baseline starts it, and then everything starts joining in. Next thing you know, it's just them playing all together. And then there's Lars. Yeah, you're playing just the most basic drum beat you could possibly that's, play. But that's all you need. Like, I think the drummer for ACDC is one of the best of all time. Phil Rudd, along with Ringo. Ringo didn't do anything that the song did not call for. He wasn't. Yeah, he, he wasn't agreed. going ape shit. That's what a good drummer is. Yeah, I've played with some drummers that like to play solos the entire time. I mean, Phil's doing yeah. Phil's. I like I like the crash cymbal bass solos that that make your ears hurt and make it to where you can't hear anything else. That's my favorite drummer. Yeah. Just crash, 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 crash. <laughs> Let's maybe you do on the ride a little bit. Maybe the splash cymbal, perhaps. Just hit the cymbals as hard as you can and don't care about how it's hey, hey, you know you got a hi-hat there, fella. Unless you're Keith Moon, then you don't have a hi-hat. <laughs> yeah. My, my, my problem with most drummers is that they're not musicians. They're athletes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. I don't care how hard you can hit the drum or how fast you can play. Fuck you. Maybe go, chill out while I'm trying to tune. Go to the gym or something. You know, get get, get out from behind the drum set. <laughs> go to the treadmill. God, Who's your that? favorite drummer? Favorite drummer? Jimmy Chamberlain. Yeah. Good drummer. Max Weinberg. He's a great drummer. Probably Excellent. probably the Roland uh, DR... Uh, <laughs> 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 whatever the 205, whatever that popular one is. The 808. Questlove. Maybe Let's maybe me. Over. I'm probably my favorite drummer. Yeah, Dave Lombardo. I would say Slayer. Uh, I really don't know. My favorite albums by Pearl Jam have Jack Irons on it. So Jack Irons might be my favorite drummer, even though he's probably the least good drummer that Pearl Jam had. Yeah, Matt Cameron. <laughs> he's great. Matt Cameron's a machine. I actually always really liked. Um, my brother's not a drummer at all, but I always enjoyed playing music more when he was playing the drums. Was Bradley a good be, drummer? He'd be tasteful. He was technically good, but there towards the end, um, 
he sort of lost interest in it, and it, it became very difficult to play music with him. I'm sure he already got it was, he already it figured actually, it out. He wanted to move on to something else. Yeah, right. it was it was pretty difficult. God, it, uh, it it made me so pissed that I wanted to be a musician. Let's shit like on I'm, your brother for a while. Um, how, can, <laughs> how can we shit on him? I mean, I, I he's a PhD in physics. He mastered any uh, instrument well, he ever picked up. Were, we, were you ever his college roommate for six years? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's just leave it and at I that. Said, <laughs> I, I saw some. I saw some. Uh, some dark sides. Yeah. Some some personal deterioration on his part. <laughs> Bless his soul. <laughs> Bless his heart. Well, the depression. Is, That's how you yeah. say fuck him. Well, he went from he went from being like 120 pounds and running on the treadmill at five in the morning every day <laughs> to like, you know, being well, pretty I mean, unhealthy in the in the course of like. Six months. Well, there, that's that, that's yeah. normal for us. It's extreme. Less normal for me because I'm so. That's you know the gym and stuff is a part of my identity. Yeah, so right. That's part of your. That's your one of your drugs. Right. Yeah. This is pretty good, man. I could listen to this at the gym. Yeah. Oh, oh God, Metallica doing great sets. for the gym. There he is. That bass. I like tool, I like Tool in the gym a lot. Uh, you know, as much as I love Tool, I can't really listen to it. It bothers the shit out of me. Today at the it's gym, very dark. I put on the, I pulled up my Beatles catalog and I just put it on shuffle. Mm-hmm. And I was in there by myself for the entire time. Then I was doing my last set, and it was playing their version of "Please, Mister Postman," which is a damn good version of "Please, Mister Postman." And by uh, the girl the walks Supremes? in, and I'm like, "Yeah, it's it was well, the Beatles version." Mm. I don't know who actually did it, but Martha like, the a girl walks in. I'm like, "Oh, which girl?" I don't know. I think I know her, but I don't know her. Know her. I was like, oh, I look like a bit of a queen right now. Listen to see, I don't. I, I, I play. I wasn't embarrassed or anything. Well, I know, but I mean, I play. I have a weight. It's called weights. It's a playlist, and I was like, well, this is this will satisfy everybody if somebody was held would happen to walk in. But sometimes I'm just like, fuck it, and I just play my music. And I've got stand up comedy mixed in there. I've got you know all kinds of shit. So. I've got instrumental. I've got uh, I've got uh, classical. I've got um, movie soundtracks. Hans Zimmer. Yeah. If you want to get pumped up about a set anytime, play "Time" by Hans Zimmer. Holy fuck! You talk about a build, and then it just it starts small, it builds to something epic, and then it goes down to small at the end. It is a complete fucking you know. Yes. See the best. Uh Movie oh, yeah, cinematic song. score guy, John Williams. I mean, no. of, of this day, I know John Williams is still. No, I would actually, I'd actually say Thomas Newman. What He's a good one. James Horner is good too. James Horner was good up until he started mimicking everything he had done previously. What movies have, have these guys done? The guy James that, Horner did uh, Lord of the Rings, all the Lord of the Rings. I remember what's this. Thomas Newman has done a lot. He did American Beauty. He did. Oh yeah! Uh, Meet, Holy fuck! Meet Joe Black. He's, yeah. Uh, a lot of ones I can't remember. Jesus, that are that's Joe Black's a movie that people don't talk about. How, that movie was good. The it soundtrack was. certainly was. It's just long. It was oh, yeah. so long. Too long. It was yeah. three hours long. It used to be my favorite movie when I, I was. I forgot Marianne Cullitard was in this or Caudillard Caldi- or. I forgot she was in Inception. She plays uh, Mel. She's, I know, but I forgot. You know? I mean, that's been a minute since that movie is. Dude, that. How's this guy not winning Oscars? Every movie he makes is better than any other movie. Inception never... should have won Best Picture. Unequivocally should have won Best Picture. 
Dunkirk. Should have won. Holy fuck. Are you kidding me? I know. That's, <laughs> that drives me fucking insane. It's the best as war much, movie I've ever seen. It, it's it's one of the best. It might be the best war movie ever made. I mean, it's just, it, it is one of the most honest. It te- You know, it's, without being, it doesn't ever have to go total gross out. You know what I mean? It gives you the gist of of how terrible it actually is. You and know? you never, you really never see the enemy though. Hardly at all. Don't have to. I mean, because it's the story is not about the enemy. The story is about them trying to get out. It's trying to, which I want to see Darkest Hour because they're they're almost like companion pieces. I've heard it's really really good. Well, are you, I mean, Gary Oldman is Winston Churchill. How can you fucking go wrong? I want to make a correction. I, I watched Get Out a while back and I said it was good, but I don't get what all the hype is about. It's just a good movie. I rewatched it the other night, and um. I guess I just half paid attention the first time. It's really fucking good. Yeah, I need to There's watch it. There's some subtext to it that I didn't get. I need to watch it. I, I just it's it's hard for me to w- watch anything to commit. You would you would it it's almost a Stanley Kubrick movie. Love Stan, Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. It's so good. The first movie was a comedy. Yeah. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Yeah. Oh, that for some reason I remembered some other ones that should be on my top 5 probably one or at least one Sigur Rós album. I remember the first time I heard Sigur Rós, and I think you were with me. I think it might have been mm-hmm. the first time I you heard so. it at the yeah. end of Vanilla Sky. I was pushing it on my friends there for a while. No, we watched, we went to, I think we saw Vanilla Sky We went and saw together. Vanilla Sky together, and, and I didn't that, know who Sigur Rós was. And that was, was. the first time either of us heard Sigur Rós. And we yeah. were just like, oh my God, that song. That song at the end was amazing. Yeah. Have you have you watched Vanilla Sky since? Um, unfortunately, yes. It doesn't hold up as well, does it's it? It's horrible. It was so amazing back then. Horrible. <laughs> Cameron Crowe, isn't it? Yeah. Man. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, he's... Uh, I went down a... I go down somewhat director rabbit holes. Like, I... I there's Richard Linkletter. I it's love It's also the him. first time I heard Jeff Buckley, too. Yep. Even though I should have heard Jeff Buckley a thousand times, but... Or maybe it's the first time I just really paid attention. There's a scene where it plays with Jeff Buckley. It's like, well, I have Radiohead and I have Jeff Buckley. And, and Tom Cruise goes, can we play them both at the same time? <laughs> and they're like cruising and they're like fucking. Did he say it ironically or? He's being cunty. He was super excited about both of them. He was flirting yeah. with, with uh, Penelope Cruz. So he was just. God, I hate him. I can't watch anything with him in it anymore. Come on. I, Tommy? I, I really can't stand him. He loves Katie Holmes. <laughs> He loves Scientology. <laughs> Maverick? I can still, let can me still take, watch Let me that. take it back. I, still, I can still watch Top Gun. Yeah, you should watch uh, Edge of Tomorrow. It's one I, of the best science fiction movies. I guarantee years. that it is. I just, after watching Going Clear, I can't support him in anything. It, not only because they're just shitty fucking people, it's the dumbest fucking religion I've ever heard of. It's made up by a failed science fiction writer. The, yeah, and his. And his He's the creepiest human being that ever lived. That that it was whole a tax dodge. That's all it was. He gets that look on his face. Oh yes. You ever watched The Master? No. It was. It's a Paul Thomas Anderson movie, which can be hit or miss. But uh, it's got. Uh, it's about Scientology, but in order to not get sued, their asses they just sued. change it a little bit. They had to change names and everything. But it's really good. It's uh, got Joaquin Phoenix and uh, well, it just kill- Seymour Hoffman. It kills me. Seeing all the the Scientology fucking 
press junket bullshit where fucking Tom Cruise is on it. And then it shows him shaking David Miscavige's hands, which, by the way, I would beat David Miscavige to death. I don't see why all these fucking people are scared of this guy. I would beat the dog shit out of that fucking guy. Let's do a little, little role playing here. <laughs> We're not going to do this again. All right. The, <laughs> let's say let's say you run I into we are. let's say you run into David Miscavige at a restaurant. Okay. And, okay. I'll I'll be David Miscavige. Okay, please. You play the role of you. Okay. John, you could be my waiter if you'd like. Good evening, gentlemen. The special is fried sea bass served on a bed of arugula with yellow garlic sprouts. Well, I'll tell you what, Paco. Here's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to put it in a blender because this motherfucker's not going to have teeth here in about five minutes. He's a bit aggressive, isn't I'll he? Get, Hi, my name's David Discovery. I'll, I'll give you all a few minutes to look over the menu. So, what's... Hello, sir. Um, how are you? Well, I was better until I saw you. In, I don't... In Spago, which is my... This is my first time in here. And it I, is a very ritzy restaurant. It is. And you have to be so, very wealthy to eat here. Uh, yeah, apparently you do. How did a fellow like you even get a reservation? <laughs> I called your mom. Are you the line cook? <laughs> I was a line cook. <laughs> your mom's the line cook. <laughs> anyway, what seems to be uh, your, your quarrel You're with a cunt me, who runs with a piece, me, David Miscavige. You're a cunt and run a cunty piece of shit religion. It is a great religion. As a matter of it's fact, a tax dodge, sir. I have these cans here. Why don't you grab a hold of these cans and we'll do a reading on you right now. You seem to have a lot of suppressive people around you. All right, I'll give it a shot. Okay. Um, I don't know what the questions they ask, or I'll just make stuff up. Um, whenever you're faced with uh, some sort of problem, uh, how do you uh, handle it yourself? Well, if it's a really bad problem, I need a good thought. So I thought I think of the fact that I can beat the shit out of you at any point. Point. Mm. There's a lot of anger in you. I see. Have you thought about letting go of that anger? No. It seems like you blame other people for your problems. No, I'm just blaming you. I've never done anything. To I blame you for everything. I've never miscavige. So if, let's say you have hemorrhoids. Do you? First, well, first I, of all, I, do you have hemorrhoids? I do. And and is that they somehow, all look like you? That is, that's got to be some sort of an anomaly. So, so have you actually done the mirror spread? I don't know why you're out here. Go back in that fucking kitchen. <laughs> you're being awfully loud for <laughs> such a fine establishment, Spago, which I I come here very often because I'm a very wealthy man, powerful even. And you, who seem to be someone who just stepped off an oil derrick, <laughs> dirt under a your pipeline. Thank you. Well, it's honorable work, but not Spago work. Oh, are you going to make with the questions, Miscavige? I'm, I'm sitting there um, holding these fucking cans, Mister Miscavige. Um, okay, second question. Name three people that you would like to have dinner with, and why? Um, Tom Cruise. Excellent choice. He's actually he's L. actually Hub- coming. Elron Hubbard. Oh, LRH. Yeah. Okay. And John Travolta. You know the thing about Travolta is he might try to get you to jerk him off. Are you okay with that? I, I mean, I guess. Yeah. Tremendous. We're going to have a good time. I think you're going to like Scientology. You didn't ask me why. You want I was- a steak? Sure, I have a steak. <laughs> hey, hey uh, Paco. Yes, yes, sir. Uh, what's the biggest steak you got? Alex Jones is coming, too. You're going to love him. 16 Have you ounces. met him? He bought me a steak. <laughs> really? Yeah. 16 ounces. 16 ounces? What the I fuck? Four of those. Four si- for, for me and four for my friend. What was your name? 
Charles. Chuck. My friend Chuck. Of course, sir. And get, I want one half of those for Tom Cruise when he gets here. Of course. He can only eat a little bit at a time. And how would you like those cooked? I want two of mine burnt. I see. And the other two, I want them rare. How would you like yours? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, what does that mean? Burn on the outside and raw in the middle. Oh, I like it. I like it. And Tom Cruise would like his um, minced and uh, slathered with slathered with mayonnaise. Hey, guys. I'm Tom Cruise. <laughs> hey, Tom. What's up, buddy? We ordered your steak. Tom, I didn't see you there. <laughs> <laughs> How's Katie? Here, we get some phone books oh, so you can great. sit up here she's with us. She's great. <laughs> I'm great, too. You, look, you are great. Man, I got Tom, put, sit down. I'm feeling good. Get off that chair. Oh, I'm sorry. It's got so much energy. Just so much energy. <laughs> I got to put sunglasses on. His teeth are blinding me. <laughs> so much energy. Hey, what are you I doing just, in here? Just, it's me, John oh, Travolta. Hey, John. John, what's up, buddy? Uh, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Nothing. Can I jerk John Tom Cruise off real quick? <laughs> Absolutely. How's We're that feel? How's that we feel, Tom? We can do Tom? whatever you want. I, I just changed some stinky diapers. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> 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 well, I'm getting my steaks and get out of here. This thing has gone off the rails. Chuck, nice meeting you, buddy. Uh, you want to come uh, to the Celebrity Center uh, next week, and we can get you fitted up for a nice sailor suit. I'm going to be in the Sea Org? You're definitely going to be in the Sea Org. You, you have Sea Org potential. Have you heard about the uh, International Abbreviation? We uh, abbreviate words to save time. I haven't. Yeah. It's a real good Can time. I drop these cans here? Yeah, you can totally drop the cans. Okay. The can I can I have the cans actually? <laughs> sure, Tom. Knock yourself out. Oh, he's stuffing uh, them in his butt. He is, is stuffing them in his butt. But Tom, your this hands is, aren't big enough to grasp <laughs> one of these things. This is great. Everything's great. How's that? Look at the size of those cans over there. <laughs> have I mentioned that I'm utterly insane? <laughs> <laughs> he's t- he's stuffing the cans up his ass while Travolta jerks him off. This is what a great time we're having <laughs> at Spago. Holy shit! It's the zombie of LRH. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> I'm Lil Ron Hubbard. What's going on? You really smell, sir. Your Ma- mom smells. <laughs> Master of the muffin. <laughs> I, made, I made a really unsuccessful movie about one of your works there called Battlefield Earth. It was a great movie. I don't understand why people didn't like it. Holy, holy shit, here comes Todd Blankenship. <laughs> What a surprise to see all these great people here tonight. Have you guys heard about the danger that is coal lurking beneath our mountains? It's the remains of Thetans. <laughs> I gotta say... Oh, crap, it's Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, what's going on over here? You see all these famous people, and I'm like, oh, hey, yo, Adrian, huh? that was a movie I was in. Oh, my God, it's Jesse the Body Ventura. <laughs> How much potable water do you have? How many gallons of portable water? Are you talking about in the restaurant, sir? In the world. I'm the manager. I just noticed I noticed a rotting corpse sitting here. Holy talking. shit, it's Brendan Fraser, the manager of Spago. <laughs> hey, what a blast from the past, huh? That was a movie I was in. Yeah, you know, we went to the same school, so I guess you could say we got school ties. 
I'm trying to work an Encino man joke in there. I can't find one. Don't wheeze Munching the juice. Munching on some grindage. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Polly Shore. Uh-oh. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. What's happening? Uh, Night of a Thousand uh, Bad Impressions. Girl. Night of a Thousand Bad Impressions. Well, let me tell you something about bad impressions, dude. I do bad impressions sometimes, brother. Weezing. Have you heard my macho man, dude? Weezing on the juice. Oh, yeah, brother. That's my macho man, On the dude. juice? On the juice. <laughs> Buddy, yeah, buddy. And scene. That was tremendous. God. You are so easily convinced to join weird organizations. <laughs> Last week you joined the alt right. I Alex did. Jones. It's terrible. <laughs> we have to have one with Richard Spencer. We can just do the. Uh, I can't do a Richard Spencer impression. Just get down and s- suck a dick. I mean, it's not that hard. God's terrible. Suck a dick, huh? <laughs> just anything. No, anything for entertainment. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's never been a human affair where all dicks were represented. <laughs> God, I hope not. Uh, there, there's not enough Inuit dick out there. I mean, no, I want I Laplander. Laplander dick. I need. I want some troglodyte dick in my pornography. Troglodyte. Troglodyte. Like mm. I don't know. I don't know. Really know what a troglodyte. I, I need some homunculus dick. Homunculus. That's a miniature human being. Yeah. Can we not get some Vern Troyer action? Have you ever seen that's that? Actually, he's got a sex tape. Have you ever seen Vern Troyer's sex tape? No. It is something to behold. I'm sure it is. He can't get an erection. How do you know? How do you how do you know? How do you how, how He do talked you? about it on that fucking celebrity show he was on. Remember that? How yeah. he was riding around in his little go-kart and pissing yeah, drunk <laughs> off. Do you believe it's every do you believe everything that people say about themselves? <laughs> sure. Oh god damn. Are we still doing favorite things? <laughs> My favorite thing was that. that <laughs> I want to know. I want. I want, some, I want some data on what was the longest ever PFR, the longest lasting favorite things, and what was the you know what I mean, or what was the longest lasting you know what I mean. Like some, we need some data. Usually we do favorite things and then we just don't do anything else. We just keep going and talking about pop culture stuff and things that we like. And basically, and basically, basically the rest of the show things. is a warm up for favorite things. Yeah, I mean, uh, speaking of favorite, I watched. Uh, I went to my mom's this morning and I was looking around on the Amazon Prime, and there was like, they have all these PBS documentaries. Yeah. And there was one about comic books, narrated by Leif Schreiber. Oh, really? He's like the, the guy that narrates stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, just the history of comic books, three episodes, like 45 minutes to an hour each. It was really fucking interesting. Yeah. Superman was the first one to have his own- uh, action comic. Had have his own, well, he started off on action comics, and then they made his own comic book, because I guess it would rotate around or whatever. Mm-hmm. But- uh the first comic books were just, uh, what do you call those? They're just pulp novels. They would just take comic strips and reprint them and sell them for ten cents, right? And they were then, just then Superman came. And mm-hmm. All it, it was just very interesting, like how the whole thing. And then like it got the second episode got into like the fifties and sixties where they had the uh, after World War Two, yeah, because. All the comics in like the 40s, 30s, late 30s and 40s were all about defeating the Nazis pretty much. Well, yeah. I mean, Captain America was created as a as a means to yeah. fight. But uh, after that, there was like the comics something coalition to where they everything had to be sort of wholesome. It's the comics code. Yeah. Still there. They still have it. They don't do it. Anymore. Nobody follows it anymore. No. Because it's ridiculous. It is. So it can't be violence. We'd have never had the Dark Knight. That's the reason. Uh, well, yeah. That's the reason Rob Liffield quit uh, Marvel. Because they were still trying to, I mean, Todd McFarlane quit Marvel because they were trying to make him stick to somewhat of the comic code. 
and he did a uh, his last episode. His last issue was a. Uh, he did Spider Man for a while, right? He did Spider Man, and his last one was an was uh, an X Force comic. The X Force was in it, and there was a point where Shatterstar, one of the characters, has he's who's in Deadpool. Has two swords and he stuck him in the jugger- juggernaut's eyes, <laughs> and they show it like spray of blood, eye gunk, and he drew it. And Stan Lee made him redraw it. He took him to him and said, well, "You can't show that." He said, "Yes, I can." He's like, "No, you can't show that. You're gonna have to redraw it." So he quit over that panel. He said, "I'm gonna redraw this," and then I quit. That's insane. And then he went and formed. He went and uh, created Spawn, which Spawn is the biggest ripoff of every other fucking comic book. It's it's nothing but Superman, Doctor Strange, uh, Spider Man, and Ghost Rider. That's all Spawn is. Still a great comic. Yeah. You know, I, I used to make uh, comic books when I was a kid. I still have them. Yeah. Oh, God. Hedgehog Man. <laughs> I've got one and a half completed, colored, totally complete comic books. That's so awesome. That's that, a, that's way more completion than I've ever done with anything. <laughs> that should be something that you, you make and uh, print, print and sell on a I mean, website. They, they're pretty good for like a, I think I was probably nine or ten. Yeah. It's pretty good. Were it's you a big comic geek? No, I, I I was never able to actually sit down and read a comic. They bored the shit out of me. But I like the artwork in them, and I like the idea of drawing action. Mm-hmm. And I make I used to make flip books too. You know, like a oh, the yeah. original form of animation. I get. Bradley like a, told me about one of the flip books he made. No, no, that was one that my brother made. After I made like painstakingly complex, beautiful, intricate ones <laughs> okay. that were very artful that no one gave a shit about. <laughs> and then my brother made one. Just he said made, John is a fag. No, no, he made two. He made two. One he made in class that, that you, that, not you. <laughs> the trampoline? But Will and Bradley. Yeah, that was about my dad <laughs> yeah. breaking his knee on the trampoline. The other one that was very famous and popular in spite of all my beautiful work. That Will made was one of me coming out as a stick figure, pooping onto the ground, picking it up and eating it. And the caption was, I just ate poop. I just ate poop. I can't believe I just ate poop. And then the stick figure walks off. And everybody loved it. Yeah. And he got the fame and fortune. And he was like, oh, Will makes these flip books. I was like, no, I make the flip books. And he well, just, I'd like to see some of these said flip books. Mine has a Three act arc. <laughs> yeah, no, it's Shakespeare. It, it was like it was like stacks. It was like in order. There were stacks of um of uh, post it notes. Yeah, that I did flipbook stories on. I mean, it was like a fucking animated novel of flipbook stuff that took me weeks to <laughs> to make. It was like this long God, story. That's intricate. This this long story. Those are all gone. But Will made like a a, a three second one of me eating poop and got famous for it. <laughs> well, famous around here. Famous amongst our friends, yeah. amongst our three that's friends. Hilarious. <laughs> but that's kind of the story of, of, of my life there. So I, I stopped making intricate things because it doesn't pay off. God, that's sad. I don't know that farm is pretty intricate. Yeah, the farm's pretty. I mean, you have your own water system. You have. I mean, a, come on, it's some pretty pretty broad strokes mm. happening there. Pigs you've grown from scratch. That's like the punk rock version of what I'd like to do. And I don't even like punk music. Actually, I hate punk music. I fucking hate You don't like the Sex Pistols? You hate I mean, punk rock music? There's there the are songs. Uh, yeah, I hate the Misfits. I mean, like I like I like the popular stuff that the Ramones did. I mean, who doesn't like Blitzkrieg Pop? I mean, but that's not punk. That's pop. I know. I mean, um, yeah, I pretty much hate it. I, I hate get the, it. I hate the whole attitude behind it. I I, I get it. I mean, I'm, I, let me put it this this way. I think the term punk culture is an oxymoron. 
Because it should be a culture. Because it's like we want to be different. It's absolutely we want to be different. So we uh, we dress like we all dress the same. We deliberately rebellion without any kind of direction. We're deliberately trying to make this music sound as bad as well. I mean, like I said, it's just rebellion without direction. There's no. What are you rebelling against? I don't really know because I have. What do you got? Yeah, it's on a par with with the people. It's actually (laughs) I can't do a brand. It's like on a par with somebody that like puts shit and blood between two pieces of glass and takes a picture of it. Who did that? And call that art. I don't know. Some some pretentious artist. Probably, yeah. They what about the that. Chinese artist who ate a fetus? Ate an aborted fetus. Sounds like punk. punk, punk yeah, that's, right. that's pretty punk. That's, <laughs> yeah, but that's horrid. That's, that's gutter that, punk. That's absolutely horrid. I mean, that's just... Why would you do that? Because what he, is delicious? Because he was just trying to shock people. Shock... Shocked for the sake of being shocking is stupid. I mean, that's that makes me want to vomit on in, on so many levels. Not only is it depraved, it's gross. It's it's without feeling. It's without you know what I mean. It's just, I mean, I'm I'm all for abortion. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I I do believe love that, it. Need I, more of it. Well, I mean, I, well, I mean, society is better with abortion. Sure it's is. proven. Freakonomics prove that. Um, but I do believe that it uh, something should only be aborted. If that person is going to be better off not being alive, you know what I mean. Which one? The both both the mother and the baby, or both? Well, just the baby. I mean, so if the baby, if the it'd be better off if the baby was not born. Yes, for the baby, like it's going to have such fucked up. Yes, existence. Well, I mean, why why put a child through something that's going to be awful? See, that's that's where the Republicans get me. They want to see the child born, but then after that, they don't give a fuck about it. That's true. And that's that's the essence of their politics. The way I see it is, uh, I think they should be legal, free, because anybody that w- would want to have one anyway, probably not going to be the best parent. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, won't, won't the foster be, system's terrible. It won't be free. Well, yeah, the, you know what I mean, though. Somebody's paying for it. It yeah. should. It should be. If we're if we're going to pay taxes, it should go to killing babies. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 We were dealing with that with that kid gloves until that statement, and it was just like, let me just take these off real quick. I mean, I will, <laughs> just from a from an argument, pers- I'll, I'll make my my argument about the issue, just from a not non joking philosophical. This is why, this is why I think it, it's none of anyone's business. Um, it's just it's just a matter of owning your own body, and um, so the so the analogy is, uh, say so, okay, so me and Chucky Tater Sacks over here. Let's say we just wake up one day and some mad scientist has ta- removed all your kidneys and liver function and somehow hooked you up to mine. Mm. All of a sudden we're attached, kind of like Siamese twins. And the only way that you can survive from this point forward, we know for a fact, the only way that you can sur- continue living as a person is if I continue to allow you to live off of my kidneys and liver. And so... um now we're in a position where you're it's it's definitely true that you're completely dependent on me. And let's just pretend for the sake of argument that you are in fact a human being and I'm a human being and we have equal rights. But you do not have a right to the use of my kidneys and liver. Okay. So if I choose to remove you, the the nice thing to do would be for me to say, okay, Chuck, of course, we'll just we'll just we'll we'll work this out and you can continue living using my kidneys and my liver. And we'll just live as long as we can live this way. Right. But I don't owe you that. Okay. I, my right is I can I can hire a surgeon to remove you 
from my life support because you you don't have a right to the use of my kidneys and my liver. Okay, but is that, is that option on the table at any time, or do you have to make that decision once? It doesn't matter what time it is. It doesn't matter what the time is. The, Even the, if it's 15 minutes before the baby's going to be born? Well, the, the tricky part to me is is that, yeah. Um, then they can yes. just swerp it out of Yes, there. I think ultimately, even if you grant that the fetus is a human being, which I've just done with this analogy, mm. you're a human being, I'm a human being, let's grant them that. Chuck is you, a gorilla. You are not, <laughs> you, a fetus or a baby inside of a woman is not entitled to the use of that woman's body. No one is entitled to the use of another human being's body, and that includes your own children. No one is entitled to the use of anybody else's body. And if I decide that I want you to not be dependent on my body, that's a right that I have. Okay. You think soon? That's the philosophical um, coup de gras argument for me. I don't care about any other argument. You think soon there'll be a, a thing that they can do where can, they can take if, – if a woman wants to have an abortion, they'll just take out the – say if it's in the first few weeks, they can just take out the cells, throw it in an incubator, and it just acts like a womb. Oh, sure. It's, sure, It's yeah. not far off. Instead of being – instead of the woman having to be pregnant and go through all the stuff. It's. it's I, I'm a big believer in adoption. I think if you don't want the child, then just have it. And then, you know – At the end of the day, I own myself. I own my body. My body is nobody's body but mine. And it's 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 none of your goddamn business. What kind of other creature is? Using I'm not my saying organs. that should. I, wait, yeah. I don't. I don't say no, that not, should be imposed on someone. I'm, I'm just, saying that. I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just reiterating my argument, and I agree with that argument. But I'm saying that should not be unpo- imposed on anyone. But I think in the in the in the grand scheme of things, if a woman gets pregnant, she doesn't want the baby. There are so many loving couples who want a child. Let them have the kid. You know, I mean, just be well, like that's a, a personal choice, and you could yeah, choose of that. course, yeah. Maybe the maybe the analogy would be I could choose you find another person who's going to let you use their liver and kidneys, and we can do a transfer. Yeah, and you'll be dependent on absolutely. Them. See, and that and that mm-hmm. and that then that argument makes complete sense. So, um, but but you're not entitled to the to blowing a hole in my vagina using my kidneys. Your my, beautiful vagina. Yeah, by the way. you're not entitled to that Almost as a human, pretty as a human being with rights. Even if you're a human being with rights, you're not entitled to blow a hole in my vagina. Well, yeah. Again, <laughs> I, I don't. I, 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 you're not. It's, it's not an entitlement. I just said. No, no. I know. I'm the. I'm the not argument. arguing with you. I'm just. Okay. I'm just. I'm continuing with the same line of reasoning. Right. Expounding upon the analogy. But that that's the, you know, that's my philosophical position on that issue. As that's cold, one of those. As cold like, as that's, that's one of those like gu- like uh, gun issues. There's either completely for, completely for, or p- comp- completely against it. I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely different uh, in a different ballpark than you on that issue. I, I actually think the NRA is a is a gun control group. <laughs> I, I actually think that uh, that I have a complete 100 percent right to own any property as long as I don't harm anyone else. Yeah. It's the uh, non-aggression principle. I don't care about the fucking Second Amendment. The Second Amendment, my rights don't come from a piece of paper. I was born with my rights. I have, I have a right to not be raped. If someone attempts to rape me, I'm not going to ask society for fucking permission to choke that motherfucker out. Likewise, I'm not going to ask society for permission to carry a, a tool that is relevant in this day and age to defend yourself with. I mean, it should, it should be no mean salve on your on any kind of wound we've had about any disagreement that i'm become a complete libertarian basically i mean no i don't know you're not a complete libertarian well Definitely i mean not. you're social libertarian you're what do you mean you're 
I think all of our views are constantly evolving. But I mean, all drugs should be legal. All you know, it's just. But you're, but you're still. I mean, you still have positions that are government should be involved in certain things. By default, that makes you not pure in a, as a libertarian. A pure libertarian is it would be an anarcho-capitalist. Okay. Which would be... There's no rules. No, no, no there, there are as rules. As long as you don't hurt people. There are rules. You can still have rules, but there are no rulers. Anarchy doesn't mean no rules. It means no rulers. So it means that there, there are some basic... Most, most of them believe there's just very basic... Uh, Natural rights are rights that are just a priori that we're just born with, like property rights and a right, negative rights. So a negative right is I have a right to not be raped. I have a right to not have my shit stolen from me. I have a right not to be murdered. I have a right not to be aggressed upon. Those, that means somebody's doing something onto me. I have a right not to be fucked with, right? Mm. I have a right to just mind my own business. Those are negative rights, and that's what pure libertarians believe. And then positive rights are, I have a right to food, I have a right to health care, I have a right to affordable housing, I have a right to fair wages. I, those, are, those are something that's coming from someone else. I'm entitled to someone else's goods or services. That's a positive right. Libertarians don't believe in positive rights, we only believe in negative rights, which are, I have a right to not be fucked with. Your, your right to swing your fist ends at someone else's nose. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I right. don't have a right to to imply that I have the right to someone else's services, be it healthcare or um, a hot dog, is to or your food is to advocate slavery because you're you're implying that you're entitled to someone else's labor, which is the definition of slavery. Is but, that I'm, I'm but I'm giving you something that is that is basically the distillation of my labor to trade for you for for said. Well, that's but a free exchange, but it's not consensual. The difference is consent. If we agree, if I say I'll trade you this can of soda for that hot dog, that's consensual. Okay. If someone comes and takes my hot dog from you and gives it to you, whether they give me something or not for it, that's not consensual. I didn't agree to that. That's force. That's a that's a form of coercion, force, aggression, violence. It's all backed by violence. Mm. All positive rights are reinforced by violence. Because that's the only way you can force someone to do something is by threat of violence. Okay. And that's, a, that's, that, that's what pure, just to, to clarify, that's what a pure libertarian believes means under no circumstances is um, forcing anyone to do something morally acceptable. doesn't mean we shouldn't help each other. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't uh, feed the poor and house. It's just a framework for the ethical and moral uh, foundation. So that's another, that's How just do we another do version that? of anarchy is what it is. That's that's what libertarianism. Yeah, okay. is. It's, it's anarchy, but it's a specific form of it's it's capitalism based anarchy. Capitalism not meaning that. Um, see, within within a capitalist system, it's a it's a free system, right? It's like everything is voluntary. So there's nothing stopping a group of people within an anarcho capitalist society from forming a socialist group. You could still get together and and, and enter into agreement with. A hundred other people saying we're going to live in this compound and we're going to share everything. Right. No one's stopping you from doing that. It's voluntary until the right? government gets wind of it. <laughs> no, but th- yeah, there's, <laughs> they did that a lot. We're saying, but within an anarcho-capitalist society, there is no government. Yeah, there is. You can you can form a socialist society within that framework, and no one's stopping you because it's freedom. It's a freedom-based society. You can still have socialism. You can still have. You can still buy a chunk of land and build a city on it and have a socialist-based. 
uh, city-state as long as it's voluntary. As long as the people entering that city-state sign a contract saying, I agree that you can take 50% of my income for for uh, in exchange for such services. That's voluntary. But what the current system is is that, 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 that it's implied that that contract is there, but yet I didn't sign shit. They're just taking it from me you know, without my consent. That's and the difference. If consent. you follow if you follow it to its logical conclusion, if you don't pay your property taxes, where do you end up? Jail. Or dead. Homeless and in or in, and in jail. I don't know if they throw you in jail for the property taxes. If you defend yourself, income. you're dead. Yeah, if you defend yourself because you're going to defend your property. I bought this. Why do I continually have to pay taxes every yeah. year on this? Well that's I mean that's the thing about uh, people who want to live off the grid and, and you're not allowed to. You know There's I mean? so much Bullshit you have to go to if yeah. you want to switch over to solar panels. Yeah. It's, Especially in West Virginia. My God. Yeah, you still have to be on the grid, but you can sell what you produce back to the power company. Well, it's it, – yeah. But just, just, to, just to clarify what my position is and kind of where I'm at with it, it's definitely not from a place of lack of compassion. It's, it's the opposite. It's just that – Because you don't like to talk about it because you, you're donating fuck tons of – food to local well, food banks here in Fayette County. Well, that's 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 my um and that's anybody, my that's my armor for when people tell me that I'm a selfish uh libertarian. <laughs> it's pretty effective armor. It's, it's pretty much like <laughs> how, how much money have you given to the poor? Yeah, cuz you're not you're you're not Mr. High Horse. You're not really advertising it, but you're uh, you're donating a fuck ton and and I love that you're charging people that want to buy it. Also a fuck ton. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> well, I mean, more than what you were. You probably have more your little customers that you're that you're not doing that to. No, I've got club members, the people that have that have bought for bought from me more than a token amount over the last two years since I've needed the support. Uh get the same prices, the same treatment as they've always had. And new customers it's it's, it's twice the price of what I was charging minus a dollar. And all all of that goes to buy feed. And seventy five percent of all that production goes straight to the food pantry. It's fucking awesome, and it's and not it's so, really good. And I'm losing yeah. money on it. It's not like it's not like that money's covering my costs. You know what I mean? Acorn finished pork, won't you? <laughs> Actually, I haven't had any acorn finished in a while because the goddamn trees haven't been uh, giving me any acorns. It is eight oh nine. Time to wrap it up. That was a long episode. Yeah, we did a pretty pretty long ep. Thanks for listening, you bunch of queers. Hey, Halpert, still queer. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Todd Gack. It's uh, I forget his name on the show. No, that's a character from Seinfeld, Todd Gack. It's uh, what's his face, uh, Champ. I know, I know the actor. I just didn't. I, know well, I can't think of his name. I love him yeah. and everything. Yeah, he plays the same guy. David yeah. David Ketchner. David Ketchner. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks for listening to episode one fifty three. Um, please tell your friends we're trying to make this our job, and remember to go fuck yourselves tonight. Hey, oh yes, wait a minute, Mr. Bozeman. Hey, 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 Mr. Bozeman. Mr. Bozeman, look and see. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh,